Hello, Legionnaires. Hey, I'm not supposed to be on the screen yet. I already screwed it up. Look at that first. <laughs> there you go. That's what you're supposed to see right now. Uh, hello, Legionnaires, and welcome to RPG Digest. In this live stream format of podcast, we discuss tabletop role-playing games and comment on the RPG hobby as a whole. Uh, we'll see how much we get to that today. I am finally back in the land of Alabama, Stan. I am John. Max Liashlo, your favorite, and if YouTube comments are to be believed, most cherished curmudgeon critic and judge. <laughs> I don't think we've been reading the same comments. <laughs> Along with me is the racist. Oh, super oh, racist. Super oh, yeah. racist and horrible Ethan Talk. Oh, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, man, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't been taken out and shot. I really haven't. <laughs> <laughs> the comment. I mean, it. If the elven and dwarven and trollish community all got together, they could overwhelm my local police department and just lynch me and get away with it. Right. Oh, the only problem is these things don't actually exist. Oh, that so, was that that was hilarious. Like I had to watch that whole 20 minute video to find out what we how what? What are you talking about? Yeah, racist? I, I was talking about like I I I'm a humanist. I like to play humans. I you didn't said, you didn't even go that deeply into it. You just said that the book shows that there are distinctions between races. Yeah, yeah. and and there there, no, there was an off comment that I only play humans because oh, okay. I like to play humans. That's just it. And in the game, I don't I don't uh, you know become dismissive of, of other races, of course, or not. other species. But I personally, Brett like to play humans and then on top of on top of that what, what you said apparently it's just well you know i had to make fun of them because i i'm i have no problem being the uh the juvenile yes hungry walk thank you indigo dragon thank you okay um i had to bring chat back up so i completely forgot i didn't have chat up because i restarted my computer trying to get all these yeah, i had a whole ton of issues right before this started so <laughs> Oh my God. It's like, I have never done this before. Honestly, I forgot so much. It's like, I haven't done this before. So, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, I usually like to start this by saying, Hey, what, uh, you know, how's your week and so forth, but I'm gonna tell you about my week first. How's that? Or my three months. Okay. Yeah. Go, you know you, you go, read go some of the it. emails. Everyone, everyone get, get your popcorn, get your, no, get your tea, coffee, whatever. Not going to go that deeply into it. Cause I still have some paperwork to file, but, um, and some of it might be legal actions. Oh, super. So, um, yeah, as you know, hey, got the shirt on. It was totally accidental, but I, I'll go with it. There we go. My, I, mine wasn't accidental. 
Um, yeah, so as you know, I, I've probably, well, as most of you probably know, I've moved from Germany. Wow, is that pixelating on your screen yes, too? Yes, it is. Hmm. I wonder what's causing that. Stop I have moving. to look into that. Stop moving. <laughs> I will have to. Uh, no, so um, I moved from Germany to Alabama. So this is my first stream from Alabama. I am Yay, Alabama stream. Yeah, I'm about eighty percent settled in. Hey, where uh, where's your uh, where's your ob obligatory Southern Confederacy flag thing? I mean <laughs> on my Facebook page, which is why it's shut down right now. Oh, all right, well, fair because enough. because President Biden says I'm a racist, and I guess what I work for the federal government. So uh, my Gadsden, my Gadsden flag, and and uh, well, it's actually not the Confederate flag. That's a misnomer. It's the 14th Tennessee battle flag, but. Um, uh, that uh, yeah, right now that's on my Facebook page and it's shut down. Also because my misophonia post is there, and apparently that's affecting my security clearance right now. <laughs> Yay! Did I didn't I tell you about that? That I had a yeah, half hour yeah half hour conversation just on misophonia. How are you handling that? What are you doing about that? I didn't even bring that? that up. I swear to God, I didn't even bring it up. <laughs> I didn't even bring it up. I mean, I I thought I caused you problems by by defining patriotic and nationalistic you know i thought i thought i caused you problems doing that afterward i'm like maybe i shouldn't have made that distinction <laughs> well patriotism maybe. and nationalism are a good thing when they when they swap over into the full fascism and yeah. you must do what i say you know then uh, then we got a problem yeah exactly, um right. but uh yeah no it, so yeah, that that's just one tidbit of what's been going on. This move has cost me actually, according to my bank account, I came over here with uh, forty five thousand dollars in one account, and about fifteen thousand dollars in the other account. That's just slush money. That's not like obviously my investments and so forth. But right, I am down to fourteen thousand dollars in one and three thousand in the other. Wow! I'll let that you do the math on that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll let you do the math on that one. Um, and the government's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, we're not going to pay you back, but you moved me. No, no, you moved yourself. No, no, you moved me. I didn't want to leave Germany. Yeah, no, no, you had to move. So uh, yeah, I'm fighting through that right now. I, I'd like, I'd like to know. I already have a letter uh, drafted up for the congressman out here. So if you, if, you know, if you live in Alabama and you want to, uh, you know, warn the congressman that they're about to get a letter from me, go ahead, because <laughs> it's coming as soon as I get the actual numbers and I'm all all said and done. Oh yeah, I've got a nice little letter letter about this whole government move. Yes, bullshit. Robbie, we guy we guys are still alive, and you would know that if you were if you were watching Twitch, but you're not because you're on YouTube. But yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Have I got my daily ration of mosquitoes yet? My wife just about a half hour ago Benadryl up my entire legs. But here's the thing: I'm from I'm from Minnesota. I mean, we have pools of puddles everywhere, so the mosquitoes. I'm used to that. What I'm not used to is it being 95 freaking degrees at 10 p.m. Which Man. is why I have out there right now a little robot cutting my grass. Yep, he got himself a little <laughs> got... uh, uh, robotic. Well, uh, it's it's basically Landroid. a lawn Roomba. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a lawn Roomba because I cut the grass one time and said nope, <laughs> <laughs> not doing that again. Yeah, I I don't cut grass either, but I make my wife do it. See, there you go. Is my wife watching? She could learn something from that. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's probably tending kill. to the robot she, she might be yes i just had to move my truck because it kept trying to mow my truck um <laughs> but uh, i haven't got the kinks worked out yet yeah i uh, got most of them so anyway uh <laughs> so what yeah um this move has been a fiasco it so so I, I don't need to get into all the gory details but just for some of the people like i moved before it wasn't that big of a problem wasn't allowed to hunt a uh, house hunt because of covid 
U.S. didn't care, but Germany's like, yeah, you can stay there then. Don't come back. Um, so I had to come out here. Anybody know what the housing market's like right now? Yep. So of the of the houses we even were able to put offers in on in time, most of them were superseded. Now, of course, I'm former military, so I use the VA loan, right? Imagine I'm going for a house that's $250,000, and I say, here's your $250,000 offer. And as I accept that offer, VA loan, blah, 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 somebody slides something on top. God, that that is really annoying me. I have to figure out what that's coming from. Hmm. Um, somebody slides on top a uh, uh, an offer for $275,000 cash. Blackstone, BlackRock, okay, I'm looking one, at you. No, wait, number one, anyone who has $275,000 in cash to buy a house in Alabama, out, outside, you know, near an Air Force base, outside of Montgomery, is is uh, some kind of, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? Crook. Yeah, crook. They're laundering the money. Well, and now I crafty, I got this one for just a touch of, so most of them were like listing for, let's just say, cause I'm cheap. <laughs> like we were looking for houses, you know, trying to find it for under 200,000 if we could. Um, but I, I really put, even though I was approved for 300,000, I don't know how I'd pay for that. Uh, I, uh, I, I was really looking for a 200,000 below and I put my hard cap at 225. Most of them, if they're going for two hundred thousand, if you didn't throw two twenty five at them plus some gratuity, like I'll also play your pay your closing costs and blah blah yeah. blah, you weren't even getting a look. So wow. it took me two months to get a house. Now, and all how, that time you were spending money renting. Yep, uh, Airbnb yep. that cost me over four thousand uh, dollars. Then a long term stay, <laughs> and I've got stories for those as well. Both of them, the Airbnb though, I have to say that the that guy who ran that. Um, I think in a year that, I mean, it's really tiny, it stupidly tiny. It was a like college dorm size tiny, but mm -hmm. outside of that, I could tell that him and his wife, uh, they actually want to make the place better. They're working on the other apartments and so forth. So I won't say too much, uh, too much bad about him. Uh, he's really communicative. Uh, anytime I had an issue, he worked on it. I mean, it, it, he was great. It's just, it was, a, it was, uh, the general uh, state of the, of the residence when you yeah. moved in was abysmal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, so yeah, thought we died. I know, I know. <laughs> hey, this move took longer than I thought, but I'm in Alabama now, not Germany, so that, that's a good thing. Uh, but yeah, and, and then the extended stay we moved to after that. Uh, oh, and then to come to find out that the government, when I turned in my receipts for the government to pay me back for some of that, they're like, oh, we don't pay for Airbnbs. Hey, 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 assholes. I had nowhere there or nowhere else I could stay. I tried to use your stupid uh, Maxwell Inns you told me because I have two cats, I can't stay there to go find a housing outside. So I did. I found housing outside. Guess what? Nobody would take me under seven months. Move-in dates of August. So, no. I was trying oh, uh, to... Mm -hmm. Craft, Crafty says to check the Streamlabs donations. Okay. Um, Streamlabs not working? No, he says it's not working. I, I don't know why Streamlabs wouldn't be working right now. I, I haven't looked at any of this. Literally, I was still unpacking stuff to some degree yesterday. So, yeah, I, I haven't well, looked while, at much while, of this. While you're trying to figure that out, I'm going to answer Rob, Robbie McHugh. He said, said uh, he okay. got an equity loan to do some remodeling, mm -hmm. some minor remodeling on his house. And it, and it came up valued at 300K when in reality it's 200K. Now, that 
that's that's the same all across the country. My mm. house, swear to God, my house is worth one hundred twenty-five thousand. I have under a thousand square feet. I am in a lower middle class neighborhood, on purpose. And Your neighborhood for some isn't reason, that my bad. My house though. is worth one hundred ninety-five thousand. I have no idea why. There's well, it, no reason for that bullshit. So I, so I told you the other day about how I was trying to change my insurance. So when I first put in for the house uh, for my insurance, right, uh, <laughs> it was uh, uh, what, what they value it at. They valued it at 216,000 rebuild value. Apparently, mm -hmm. that's what they go by for your insurance valuation uh, payments and so forth. I was going to, at that point, pay 200 and... 205,000, I think it was for the house. Some things happened. I ended up getting a break. It was uh, it was uh, assessed at 188,000. So the VA loan was like, you were only giving you 188,000 because that's how the VA loan works. So uh, I agreed to pay an extra 5,000. So I bought it for 193, which right now that's a steal. <laughs> but so I, so I wanted to call the insurance so that they would lower my insurance because uh, it's 193, not 216, blah, blah, blah. They say, oh, your house is now worth 231. It's like, like it's like two weeks. Yeah, it was two weeks. Yeah, it's like, wait, what? It's like you're not going to save any money. <laughs> okay, you know, let's just leave it where it is then. Fine. So, uh, yeah, that's this is this housing market has been crazy. So, yeah, I've been dealing with that. So, so it took me two months to find a house that I could actually move into. Um, then to get the stuff here, and and uh, you saw the email because I, I like to keep Heathen Dog in the loop on some of these yeah. things because because I, 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 I am hyperbolic. I am hyperbolic. And sometimes I'll say things like, ah, they destroyed all my stuff, blah, blah, blah. So I sent him the email that I sent the company so that he knows I wasn't being hyperbolic. <laughs> no, it was super professional. I mean, I know him so I could read between the lines where the rage and anger was like backspaced. I can show you pictures. I took or, a lot of pictures. Or skipped. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, they, they pretty much ruined at least 30% of his shit and messed up another 30%. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of those books back there got, it's like they just kind of threw them in. I had some where the pages were folded over oh, and or the covers were folded over. Oh, oh here, here's, here's one that's easy for me to grab. I, I have it kind of sitting so that it's getting uh, pressured back. But Oh, yeah. You can see the bend. Yep. I like that I have the books right behind me now. I don't know if you can hear me when I'm talking this direction, but I... Uh, a little bit. Uh, okay. but, uh, uh, um, uh, Matt was saying that uh, used cars are going for, are actually appreciating in value. And yep. Indigo's like, that, that doesn't make any sense. Well, uh, it, it, it does make sense if you can't get a new car. If it's the only game in town, you can charge whatever you want. That's how monopolies work. And the used car market was always less than the new car market because everyone wanted the, the new, the new car that they treated the dashboard with brand new chemicals, right? Everyone loves that. But if you don't, if you can't get a new car and the used car is the only game in town, you can charge whatever you want. So, Great. so here's, here's my used car story. <laughs> so I, I'm in Alabama now and in Alabama, Hey, uh, you got to have yourself a truck, you know, got to drive through all them muds. Um, I can't, I still can't talk Southern, <laughs> but, and everybody around me does. Well, hey there, John. I can't do it. I just, how y'all doing today? Like, uh, I just want to youper back to him. Like, oh, hey there. I'm doing great. <laughs> Dude lived in Alabama too. Hey, look at that. A fellow hey, Alabamian. All right. Uh, awesome. I, li I live just outside Montgomery. Um, a little more than just outside, thank God now, because I was in Montgomery for the other stuff. Ugh. But uh, um, 
So I went to, I want to get like a little Ford Ranger, you know, like one of those old school Ford Rangers or whatever. And <laughs> it was going to cost me like basically $5,000 less than buying my brand new 2021. So I could get a 10 year old Ford Ranger for $5,000 less than my brand new 2021. Sorry, but that was a no brainer. Even though I would have preferred to have that older, I liked it a little bit smaller model. No. Nope. <laughs> so I also have a brand new truck that I'm paying a car note on. <laughs> I should totally do the Uber thing. I had someone, when I went to close on the house, uh, the lawyer for the, for, the, uh, for the other lady, the lady who used to live here, uh, she was talking about, you know, stuff and so forth. And I said, yeah, I was thinking about every time somebody talks to me, like, well, y'all reckon, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Adrian, you know, that's such an interesting way of speaking you have here. And she said, yeah, you'll probably get punched. Said, yeah, you're right. Did <laughs> <laughs> like, lawyer tell me that? No. Uh, <laughs> Birmingham uh, and the Uper thing would probably go over well. <laughs> an icebreaker. Oh, an icebreaker. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no, it's uh, going to no. start with, oh, you sweet thing. Or, yeah. oh, no, no. or oh, bless, bless your heart. heart. <laughs> well, see, the, the counter to that being Uper is like, oh, you're such an interesting person. When you say something's interesting doing the Uper thing, or at least the Minnesota Uper thing, that's uh, that means, uh, yeah, this screen is driving me crazy. Why is it doing this? Well, also, at, at, at one point, your camera did this and then did that. The whole thing tilted and then came huh. back. I wonder if it's because it was off for so long, it kind of went to, to default settings. I'll have to look at that later. Again, I literally just got the camera set up yesterday because of... Uh, yeah, and they still haven't sent. I have an unboxing desk over there, and they, we sent you your uh, your package. Like, no, you didn't. So I'm working through that right now. So, all right, uh, practice max sale practice. Eventually get the accident. I don't want it. I, I Shelly Williams sold their cars and trucks uh, about pre eleven. Uh, don't have GPS computers in them. Everybody want to shut down cars remotely so dealers charge for yeah. Yeah, I've I've got. I definitely have uh, all that computerized nonsense in mind. Yeah, well, but, thank you, Crafty. Thank you, Crafty. Yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, did, yeah. Did you check the Streamlabs thing? Me? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you said you were going to do that. Maybe I was wrong. Oh, I thought it was you. Oh, no. Uh, to fake an accident. What's... Well, yeah. It, you, you have to practice. Oh, an I accident. Mean, yeah. we're, we're not professional actors or voice actors here, so we haven't we haven't gone through pro streamers. That uh, Pro streamers don't have to fake an accent. Right. Of course, if if they do it well, they get more money, and if they do it badly, they get they get you know canceled. So we're not going to do that. There's plenty of other reasons to cancel us besides a bad accent. All right. Well, I don't want to go into all the other nonsense. We've been talking here for like I don't know what a half. Hour. Oh, yo, you you, you want to go to my surgery issues? Well, I, I was going to actually ask you if you if you're okay talking about that. Okay. Uh, about three months ago. I had a surgery um, for the for the female viewers, which we don't have a lot of. <laughs> All right, uh, Charlotte, I'm going to I'm going to assume by your handle you're a female because you decide to call yourself Charlotte. My fault is we God, know that female, and I am sure that uh, if you are not old enough to have had an ovarian cyst, you have mothers, aunts, grandmothers, older sisters, whatever who have, and uh, they are quite painful. And usually they, they come and go. Sometimes they stay and are quite painful constantly. And then they have surgery to, to remove them. Well, men can get testicular cysts 
and they can come and go just like ovarian cysts. Men have the same problem. Mine stayed for seven years <laughs> and they wouldn't take it out. I have had so many ultrasounds of my nether regions that uh, I, I lost count. I, I lost count after seven. Can you I mean, still have kids? Yes. Well, they'll be born deaf. They'll be born deaf. So uh, I finally, I, I finally convinced my 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 third urologist to take it out, and uh, he did successfully. Took it out. What he did not succeed in doing was stitching me up properly. So the stitches dissolved before the wound healed. Then it got infected. My scrotum got infected. Now, the most important thing for, for wound care is to keep the wound clean and dry. Both of those things are difficult when it's your groin in the summer. <laughs> My fault. No, 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 no. Dude's like, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Yeah. So I had the first infection. Then I had a week of antibiotics and I was changing and cleaning every day. Then I got another infection, another week of antibiotics, cleaning, changing every day. Then I got my third infection. The wound would not close because all the infections. So what I had to do, this is fun. He's telling Everyone, this to somebody who has a history of passing out. Okay, now, if, if you don't want to hear what I had to do to keep the infections at bay long enough for the wound to actually heal, uh, turn off your speakers or your headphones right now. That's fine. I, I will give the okay when I'm done, all right? So, what I had to do was twice a day, I had to uh, open up the bandages that were, you know, taped and sterile stripped and all that good stuff, take pressurized sterile saline irrigate the wound, take a Q-tip, scrub the wound, irrigate it again, strip it up, bandage it up, tape it up twice a day for two weeks. Now, if you can imagine scrubbing an open wound on your arm or your hand, it hurts a little bit on your scrotum. I'm I'm pretty sure now that I could get kicked in the in the in the in in my uh, uh, nether regions and not feel it. I'm pretty sure that could happen. So uh, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, deep reading of that area. Yeah, yeah, that was great. And uh, so it finally healed. Scar tissue armor. Exactly right. Scar tissue armor. It finally healed. Closed up. It's not finished scarring over. But uh, the the thickness of the skin inside the wound is the same <laughs> thickness of the skin of my general scrotal area. So it's considered A-OK. -okay. And after three months of pain that was greater than before my surgery, I'm finally now, I can tell you right now, I am almost completely pain-free. Which, oh, by the way, thumbs up. Almost. You can Almost, Almost complete. completely pain-free, which is drastic difference from the 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 way the cyst works. I, I want you for all you men out there, uh, women who's had who've had ovarian cysts. They don't need to picture this, but picture someone walking behind you, clutching your testicles and squeezing just hard enough to where you don't fall down, but it hurts. 
all the time. I ask my wife to do that every day. You ask your wife to do that every day. Well, then you're also <laughs> the, the the guy in those weird Twitch videos who likes <laughs> right. to get stomped on by stilettos. I don't watch those either. You don't. You shouldn't do that. That's bad for you. But I don't have that. Once in a while, be, because the insides are still maybe scarring over a little bit, I get a little bit of pain. But it goes away, which is new. Super <laughs> new. So, yeah. Uh, Teabag freely once again. Yeah, I, I got I got into I got into a little bit of trouble with my surgeon because I called him a quack and, and, and I told him that uh, if if uh, both of us entered a dark alley, only one of us would come out. It'd probably be him. No, he's old. I can oh, take okay. him. <laughs> I okay. can take him. He's an old man. Surgery is a pair. I told him surgery is a perishable skill, my friend. And you, Mr. Mert. Nope. I'm not saying his whole name. And you, Mr. Last name. I don't call him doctor to his face. I call him Mr. And you have perished. He took that as a threat. You know, you, know you, skill... could, you could get another doctor, right? You are allowed to do that. This is yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, that's what I did. I mean, a after after uh, the wound did not close properly, I immediately transferred him off my case and told him to go fuck himself. And if 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 he was if he was dying in a ditch, I would piss on him and walk by. Wow. Uh, would you piss on if he's on fire? No. No, I would piss near him just for spite. <laughs> <laughs> But not so, near oh, enough that any of the splatter will put the cyst back in. <laughs> the might make even dog soft. <laughs> I can teabag freely once again. Yes. Yes, that is true. Uh, well, first of all, well, I do want to say, I want to thank everybody for being here and hearing our horror stories. I, I, again, I could talk for hours about mine. I'm sure Heathen Dog could for his as well. But, uh, you know, we do have to segue into something a little more gaming oriented. What do you think? Okay, for I want to go first. I want to go first. Well, wait, because wait, there, no, there was no, something there, I want. I wanted to do. You but don't I get to go first because we have to do these. Oh, gotta do this. Okay, do that first. Then. <laughs> so RPG Digest. We are conversations about the TTRPG hobby. We are truthful but opinionated. Probably right now more opinionated than truthful because I haven't been following anything for the last three months, other than my week and a half on Twitter where I was going crazy. Um, let's see. Information you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Not an echo chamber for the idiots. Oh my God, that Twitter thing. I, I'm going to talk about that at some point. And if you don't like our commentary, tell us why in chat, the comment section, or join us on the stream to talk to us in segment three. Hashtag RPGate. We all believe that here. I hope you believe it too. Because games are escapism, not representation. They're about entertainment over activism. I got a lot of pushback on that one. And organic diversity from natural inclusion. Play with the people around you who cares what they believe in and so on and so forth as long as they're not being douchebags at the table or racist like heathen dog. Talking about racism, all, opinions, like <laughs> all opinions and comments belong thank to the individual you. speaker. Thank do you, not What's that? Yeah, th hey, thank you very much for the donation, Crafty. I'm going to talk about some donation stuff in a little bit here. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. whoever says it, that's the person who said it. I didn't say what Heathen Dog said. He didn't say what I said. There we go. Uh, Hyperbole, satire, stereotypes, generalizations, and assumptions are often intentionally used for simplicity and or effect because I love to do that because it makes people wee! He, him, and his have long been considered neutered pronouns, not meant to exclude any gender. Boy, did I get a lot of backlash on Twitter for that one, but fuck y'all. <clears throat> it's he. If you look like a dude, act like a dude, I'm calling you a dude. Well, I go by, I don't give a fuck what you go by. You, the English language does not cater to you. And that's another conversation topic I'm going to have, but it won't be on pronouns. Um, no, I'm not changing the use of the English language because you don't like how it's used. Go fuck yourself and go back to school. 
And this can, content. Can, can you now highlight the very last sentence? Is what there the, a way to do that? Like the, the, the content is not meant put for children. arrows on it. <laughs> content is not meant for children under the age of 13. Hey, I select all the YouTube options that say go away. Um, See, dude, uh, dude, he says dude is gender neutral. I don't, I, I've never called a, a female dude. I, I have. Oh, quite a bit. I haven't. I, I do. I also call males bitches. So, well, no, you you do that in a sexist way because they're you because you 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 think they're acting like like whiny little girls, <laughs> which is sexist in what you just said, according to the new world. So, uh, yeah, but I was describing you, so I'm okay. Not fair. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, here you go. The, there's going to be a change to this. I was hoping to have it done before today, but I was having audio issues before the stream. So, uh, library is gone. Go to Odyssey. Actually, would love it if you'd watch our videos on Odyssey and not on YouTube. Although the streams don't make it there yet, and I'm going to figure that out later. Um, we cannot, we are not monetized on YouTube anymore. No? Well, I mean, I would say it's not YouTube's fault. Is it, 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 it isn't like we got canceled or anything like that. It's Google's fault. Um, what happened was, in a set of good news, let's all clap. <laughs> Legion of Myth is now officially an LLC. Yay. I, I did that. Now that I'm back in the States, I could do that. Uh, business accounts and all that other stuff. But when you do that, YouTube says new tax forms and they're still trying to look over my new tax form. So we're not monetized on YouTube anymore. So what I'm going to put in in place of that library thing um, is this. This, <laughs> is now, the, this is the, this is, yeah, this is what you, what you get right now. This is actually the best place you can donate to us. If you have a PayPal account, simply because they take the smallest cut. YouTube takes 30%. Twitch takes almost 50%. And then we have taxes on top of that, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, if you they can don't... Like two and a half, five percent, something like that? Yeah, they just changed it. They upped it a little bit, but it wasn't by much. So uh, no. if you can donate there, that is by far the best way to donate. And I don't know about the whole Streamlabs thing, if that goes through Twitch or if that goes directly to PayPal. So we either got like $45 what Crafty gave us or 30 25 <laughs> Yeah, 25 <laughs> So, all right. Uh, I think that's it for the banners. And you know, even if it's not, whatever. You wanted to talk about something. So yes, you said you want to go first. Something. Here. And is it, it is. a segment one or is it a segment two? Do we even need segments and stuff today? No, probably not, but we're gonna do it anyway. Because this because I want to talk about our RPG that I want I wanted to talk about a certain aspect of old world of darkness uh during during the three months that uh that Schlo was the was moving and and getting screwed over in so many ways that it's it's almost like there was a parade of dominatrices around him. Uh, it, it was the, uh, the, what was supposed to be the most interesting man in the world of darkness, Samuel hate. I wanted to talk about him because he's the only character that appears in all the major three franchises, vampire, the masquerade, werewolf, the apocalypse and major, the Ascension. He appeared in all three and he was, he was a triple threat. He was, he was a ghoul. So he had vampiric powers. Uh, he was a mage and he was a werewolf. How can you be a ghoul and a mage? Ah, I see. I, I want to talk about that. I want to, I don't want to hear, but I was like, but this is the dude. This, this is his last, this is his last adventure. And it's in, it's in a mage book. This is his last crossover. Are we, so is, are we going to do a segment on that in the future? Yes. We're going to do it. We're going to do a segment just on him. And uh, his his major appearances in Vampire, Werewolf, and this one, uh, Chaos Factor in Mage. But uh, an another cool thing about that book is 
it actually prints the most powerful vampire ever printed in the old world of darkness. Wraith as well. Yeah, well, he did appear in Wraith as an ashtray, but I don't want to get into that because I don't count that. <laughs> Uh, oh, I forgot I forgot about that with Wraith that you start off as like inside inanimate objects. I'm like, what the fuck is the point? Well, yeah, he 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 was an ashtray on on the desk of the of of, of the guy who judges souls because he was he was such a douchebag in life that that was his fate. Hmm. Whatever. I, I I didn't want to get into that. Just his life, not 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 his not his afterlife, just, just his life. But uh, uh, the most the most powerful vampire ever printed in an old world of darkness book appears in this book. He is a fourth generation vampire. He was created just after the great flood. Yeah. You're going to have to explain this to me, how he can be all of that. Oh no, no, no. This, this is, this is, this is an actual vampire that I'm talking about. Shy, oh. shy, Shaitan is his name. And, so Satan uh, got it. That's Arabic. Satan. Well, if you look at him, you're like, yeah, okay, Satan, I get it. And I'm going to show you a picture of him. Or is it Jewish? It's Semitic Satan. How about that? Here we are. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty Satanish, but uh, the the maximum stat that a starting player in Old World Darkness Vampire can have is five. Five, five dots. That's what you can have. He's got several nines. Nine. He has a strength of nine and a potency of nine, which means technically he has a strength of eighteen. Which means. He could, if he gets a hold, if he gets hands on you, you die. Well, it means that he doesn't have enough dice to roll. Yeah, he's he got to get more 10-sided dice. That's exactly right. But the, but uh, he's got powers beyond belief. Plus, he he threw in with with a, with an actual demon who give, gave him even more power. So he is, he is literally, from all of the Old World Darkness books I've had or have read, the most powerful, powerful vampire actually written down stat wise i mean they allude to cain they allude to antediluvians who were or who were third generation vampires who were born before the great flood the whole noah 40 days 40 nights raining thing and and survived but they don't give stats to them this is the most powerful vampire they've ever given stats to and if you try and fight him, if your troop tries and fight him, they will lose and lose badly. And you're supposed to let them if they do something stupid like that, which I thought was super fun. Indigo Dragon says in version five, the highest any character can have is five. I okay. saw how one of the books is written because somebody sent me a PDF of it. Like, uh, cause uh, she had some questions about, uh, she had never played world of darkness before. I'm like, well, I don't know the new version. And yeah. I looked over the book and it was rage inducing. And it's yeah, not yeah, the, the uh, uh, V5 book is is pretty bad. I, a, a couple years ago, I, I got um, I got a hold of the alpha rules for it that were leaked. And it was stupid, really stupid. It didn't have to be that way. But uh, in the in the old world of darkness, uh, the the most you the, the highest generation and the, it starts from one and goes to 13 in the original, in the original uh, first edition and second edition. Uh, one is Kane. He is the first generation vampire. If he makes a vampire, that, that vampire is second generation and so on and so on and so on. And with, uh, as a starting character, the highest generation you can start at is eight, which means your max stat for everything is five. If somehow, and there are ways 
you can decrease your generation to seven, your max stat <laughs> now becomes six. If you can do it again, your max stat becomes seven. Do it again, do it again, do it again. And you can get theoretically up to 10, but antediluvians have been around for literally over 5,000 years. So killing one of them is a, a pipe dream, basically. <laughs> I mean, you, you can try, but you're going to fail because they have tens. You know, in, in stats and power. So that's not going to happen. Uh, Samuel Hate is the Drizzit of World Darkness. As a matter of fact, up until Chaos Factor, yes, Samuel Hate cannot die. Yes. Uh, is it, uh, some some uh, Someone in, in our Discord, uh, I'm not sure who it was. I think it was Crafty. I'm not sure, but uh, uh, D&D restarted the 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 uh, pantheon and uh there there were three characters that were going to become gods and this was their story and you could play it and all you had to do was hide behind these characters because these characters cannot die because the story wouldn't allow it they had they had ultimate plot armor samuel hate one of his problems in my opinion in every incarnation except this last one is his infinite plot armor. He cannot be allowed to die. But you were never on his side. If he can't die, how do you become an ashtray? Because in the, he couldn't die up until this book. This book, he not only loses his plot armor, it literally says in the description, Samuel Haight must die. There is no wiggle room. It tells the, the storyteller, you must kill him now. His plot armor is gone. He has the opposite of plot armor now, and he must die to become an ashtray and wraith. He's got to die. So up until that moment, up, up until his, his last, you know, hurrah, he is invulnerable. And then he's not. And I want to talk about that. And the seems like you already did. <laughs> well, no, no. The whole idea of plot armor and and ha having a character crossover into many things, and you know, players not being able to do anything about it, stuff like that. The 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 pros and cons, and I want to have a discussion about that. And I wasn't able to because I couldn't literally sit down for more than an hour at a time. Okay. Well, we'll yeah, we'll definitely throw that. Um, I kind of want to start doing some thematic stuff. As we go forward, uh, um, kind of get back to how we started RPG Digest for segment once with a with a with a twist. Um, in terms of like, if you remember, we spent like four to five, oh, I think what eight ten weeks on just uh, astonishing swordsman sorcerers Hyperborea. Um, kind of go back to that. So this could be something we could do. We could go through a White Wolf. I know you've already got a lot on our channel and the you know, for the old stuff. So maybe, I mean, I don't know what we could rehash versus what would be new, but then again, streams are different than those videos as well. So we could figure that out. Well, but, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, each, each, you know, I, I could, uh, there are a lot of cool NPCs in, in the old world of darkness, a lot of cool ones. There's this one vampire hunter. His name escapes me now, but he is one of the most successful vampire hunters in the game. And he, he appears in uh, uh, the hunters hunted book which i have behind the behind the tapestry here which you can get 
Off our Redbubble store. Off a Redbubble store. You can get this tapestry. Somebody somebody bought a mask yes, uh, yeah. yesterday, day before, since everybody's coming back with these masks. I, I, I sold one. I was like, yeah, all right. Sweet. But uh, yeah, so uh, uh, he's been around since like forever. He's like 80 years old or something, but he, he's been drinking vampire blood for a while. Mm, yummy. To, uh, to, to stay able to, to kill vampires. So yeah, he's, he's a really interesting guy. And you know, there, there's, there's a bunch of others, but yeah, we, we could do that. Like theme, like, you know, like interesting character of the week from say a palladium or D and D or white wolf or champions or the, whatever. The problem with me, I mean, that would be more of a thing for you because the problem for me is I don't get that invested in individual characters. There are some I like, I mean, going back to Dragonlance as always, when I was younger, anyway, I was a fan of Raceland, but there's always gonna be somebody that knows more. And, you know, that's when you get like the 500 comments. You forgot to mention the most important thing ever. And it's when what? he stubbed his that. toe. You know? I uh, love that. I love that okay. stuff. You forgot to mention this. Oh, damn it. You're right. I did. Yeah, fair. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to good. present myself as being the most knowledgeable, but I always look no, at it as no. like, you know, you, you could find a better resource for that. But that's one of the things that I kind of also have to get over in terms of some of the other things uh, uh, of how we might be moving forward. But, I mean, that could be like – half of segment one. So one of the things I'm, I'm thinking about doing, and this is a good segue into a couple of the other things I want to talk about is, uh, and, and this is where we definitely want your comments from, from the chat. Live streams are exactly as you see right here. We talk back and forth. We bring some people in on occasion. Uh, <clears throat> we try to focus on my chats over there. That's why I look that way, but you know, uh, try to focus on, you know, responding to what you guys say and so forth. One day we'll be cool enough where we only respond to super chats. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, the uh, chat will be moving too quickly. Yeah, but uh, um, no, uh, but but segment one is also supposed to be pretty formulaic in regard to like, hey, we're we're talking about the games, and it can be converted into a good YouTube video. Although we got a couple of rants about that as well. This was a forty-minute segment that could have been ten minutes. Well, did you not notice it was a live stream? We we're talking with people, so whatever. Um, you know, I know there, there's an expectation on YouTube sometimes, but what we can do is we can shorten some of the, uh, like, okay, we went through some basic fundamentals here. We don't have to add even more onto it. We can do that next week, but we'll segue into, let's talk about a character from this world, or let's switch from Dungeons and Dragons to talk about White Wolf for a little bit, or, or however, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, Trap, uh, Trapdoor Spider says, the storytelling style of World of Darkness has a plot armor problem. One of the reasons I dropped out. Well, the thing is, the storyteller style is uh, takes a lot of agency away from the, from the players because you are literally called a storyteller. You're telling a story. It's a little more skewed toward the narrative than toward the player's choice. Whereas in Dungeons and Dragons, uh, it's a little more skewed the other way where it's a little more player's choice than it is narrative. So it's, it's, it's actually built into the game system. And if you don't like that kind of, that, that, that kind of narrative, then don't, don't play world old world of darkness because that that's literally built into the game. And the new world of darkness is all player agency. Yeah, yeah, it's completely. They just went. Then I don't even want. Do they even call them storytellers anymore? They shouldn't. I think so. they're not telling a story. They're just being arbiters. No, the players are telling a story. Yeah, players telling a story, and and the the arbiter is just there to make sure the rules are followed. That's and I know there, there's still that big <laughs> for OGGMs. I got some of our backlash from somebody in the like 
uh, what, what do you say? He said, uh, don't listen to Legion of Myth. Gary Gygax doesn't tell stories or whatever. And OGGM showed him where he's wrong. But it, it, it's funny. I, I don't even like the argument. I don't care. Now, I personally don't like storytelling systems versus RPG systems, whatever that happens to be. But I like a little story in there. I like campaigns. I like ideas. I like concepts. I like threads that hold everything together. Right. But I do believe in player agency. I do believe in the fact, well, player agency that fits within the realm of the world. There you go. There you go. The, the, the storyteller system, by definition, is more on a rail. Yes. Yeah, it's and that it's not it's not like a train track without any there there are some branches you could take. You're not just going straight, but you are you are on a track whether you turn left, turn right, you're still on a track. Whereas whereas uh, other other games, you know, Pathfinder It's Wild Wild West, West. Gone, you don't know what's whatever. gonna happen. It's wild Wild West, yeah. You know, you 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 could go off you could you could go completely off the rails, your your train could sprout wheels and, mm -hmm. and now now you're a dirt buggy, whatever. You know, you could do that. That's possible. And you but know what? There, the there's a, there's a place game, for no. all of those games for people to play. And that, that's one of the things that uh, I want to be very clear about. Heathen Dog and I don't really agree on the whole player agency thing. I, I mean, we don't. But I've also said, I think every time that I've played in your games and I had fun. Hmm. So you understand the game, you know, what the game is. So if that's, if you just are adamant, I will never play a game where I don't have full agency. Well, don't play in one of my games. Because, uh, no, you're going to conform to the world. The world is not going to conform to you. Outside of that, as long as you're conforming to the world, okay. <laughs> On the, flip, the other thing I also prevent, and I think I mentioned this in one of our past segments of videos, is I don't allow players to fight each other. I, I've grown out of that. I can't stand that. If, if you're just you know, if you're going to be antagonistic, work it out. That's fine. I think that is part of character development. But if it's like if every little thing is going to be two characters trying to ep all over the place and beat each other up, one of the characters has to go, if not both of them. Um, but uh, other than that, I'm pretty open. If you want to try it, try it as long as it fits the you know if it's setting the world. On the flip side, if you want to play a game that's a little more heathen dog on rails, here are the characters, here's the general story we're telling. Let's see how the dice affect that. But ultimately, you're going to, what do you say? There's a, a beginning, a middle, and an end? Beginning, middle, and you can meander in between those points, but it's my job to get you to those points. I give them just enough agency to get themselves in trouble. I see my thing is I usually find that gets me as the DM in trouble. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, players are whiny. They, they will blame the, the game DM master. For Nine times out of ten. My favorite, you know, it's funny in these conversations, whenever I read this now, whether it's coming from RPG Pundit or it's coming from that that green-haired chick or uh, what's her name? Vagina D, whatever the hell her name is, um, you know, or OGGM or, or whomever, you know, these people that talk one side or the other. But I, I think of Bob. When yep. Bob came to me and he told me he gave me two different comments. I don't know if they're the same day or if they're within like a week or so of each other, but they're very close to each other. One was that he said, and this is long before I ever had this argument or discussion about player agency versus storytelling, railroading, blah, blah, blah. He's like, players should always win. I'm like, what? Should always win. It's like reading a novel. And I didn't know how to counter that at that time other than I disagree with you. <laughs> Character death is part of the game. I, yeah. I didn't have, you know, the 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 it's not even vernacular the the knowledge or the understanding like how people talk about this now like no no that's this storytelling versus player agency versus blah 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 that that was one and and i'm telling you he he argued with me tooth and nail and it wasn't just about his character dying he's like no we should always win i'm like no but it was in context where he said that i somehow and i don't intend this it just happened 
We'll win a fight or two or three, and we'll feel like we're on top of the world. And then all of a sudden, you come crash, you crush us. Like, ah, run away. And just when we think we suck and our characters are horrible and, you know, blah, 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 all of a sudden we start winning again. I'm like, well, I, I never did that intentionally. No, no. Maybe, maybe but, some but consciously. The but... ride is fun as long as you're yes. in the right mindset. Yes. You know? uh, Donald's angry. Donald, you should you should seek help. Uh, unrelated, have you, turned, have you two heard about Chris Chan? This much. And I heard it because, um, what's his name? Ethan Van Skyver was talking about it on a stream yesterday. But uh, it's not something I, I want to discuss here if what I heard was true. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Crafty says, play, the players should win. The characters don't need to win for the player. That is true. See, the uh, well, Bob um, argument. The, I agree the with impetus, you. The impetus behind his argument was he was not separating himself from his character. He is a player considered himself his character and that's never a good thing that is a sign of mental illness <laughs> you you are not an imaginary figure well he left i mean to be fair he left your mage game he did for somebody and who likes storytelling and so after forth I, after i gave him so much too i gave him so much and he gave me back nothing <laughs> i didn't care at that time but no i agree yeah. with that concept the players should win the characters don't need to but that goes yes. the whole I mean, thing, the thing of thing a, is, a a character can die a player mm -hmm. can get a new character you can still continue the story and there you go. See, there it is. You can still continue the story and eventually your character will win. Is it the character you start off with? Maybe not. In an Earthdown campaign, I went I went through a couple. You know, e even the one that died, I still think he won. Oh, the, you're the you're you're um, cavalryman? Yeah, the, that, yeah, the that, that's, that was the a win. I, I still think he won because he oh, yeah. died like a freaking boss you know why so i count me as a player i counted that as a win oh yeah yeah but and uh my the 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 uh player i the 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 character i ended up with you know i grew fond of and i used as an npc when i ran earth on years later um you know but still if when when he you know was was dealt blows in the game, I didn't take it personally because it's an imaginary thing. I mean, when, when I was chasing Al under a desk, I thought it would be funny. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't angry at Al for what his character was doing to my character. I just thought it would be funny if I chased him under a desk. Look, the most memorable Earth Dawn adventure. Oops, hold on. Uh, by the way, uh, what Crafty donated, so donating through Streamlabs is also yeah. good for us as well. Oh, it's the same as PayPal. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I just looked at PayPal, Similar. and of that fifty, we got forty-eight twenty-five. That's, that's, that's so. That's yeah, <clears throat> it's just directly through YouTube, which we're not monetized right now anyway. And Twitch, they take a lot. Yeah. So uh, I'll log out of that now. But uh, um, just think the mo the most random incident created one of the adventures that's that to most of the Earthdawn players is one of the most memorable. And that was the whole thing when it just started off with uh, Garthon going to the horse. He had a horsey, horsey. Turned it, turned. But let, let's be fair. That was completely un. What happened after that? Everything that happened after that was unscripted, unprepared, un everything, and turned into the adventure that people talk about more than any other one as, as a group. Yeah, but you, there were there were times when you had to rail us in. 
when 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 you when you when we found your <laughs> tried to burn the villages down. Yes, ex I was gonna say when 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 Gar Garthon had the idea of you know, you want to save the village you, uh, from fighting this other village, you burn down one of the villages. They got to go live over there, and if they don't get along, well then they'll kill each other and have one village full of people and no more war. Yay, problem solved. The thing was, is all of you in character, like, you know, that's not such a bad no, idea. I was not about that. <laughs> well, I remember the group as a whole saying, you yeah, know, that, no, that, the group, the, the group consensus <laughs> was, yeah, that's a good idea. But like everything Garthon said, I apparently was the lone voice of dissension. <laughs> so, you know, well, but, no, no, but, to be fair, in a Dungeons and Dragons game, I would let you guys do that. See, but I wouldn't. Be, in be, Earth Dawn, at the beginning of all of my D&D campaigns, I say, listen, you guys are good. You guys are good guys. If you purposefully do bad things, your alignment will change. Once it changes to an evil alignment, I get your character sheet and you get a new character. See, I that's don't do that, but that, but that's just a difference in style. Yeah. Earth Dawn specifically says, at least in first edition, I, I can't remember if it's written in you the fourth edition. Hero. You, yes. you are a hero. The world yeah. has enough evilness going on. You're a hero. Doesn't mean you have to be a good guy, just no. but you are a hero. Heroes don't burn down villages. No. <laughs> Heroes don't murder children. Heroes don't do that. <coughs> so uh, heroes don't, you know what? Leaders, politicians will sacrifice 10% of the population to save 90. Heroes will not. Heroes will fight for everyone or they will die trying to get to that goal. That's what heroes do. And that's what you are supposed to be in Earth on. You're supposed to be a hero. Yep. I mean, the world's recovering. You, you just basically popped out and like, oh, crap. You know, I mean, I, I think of the world's just being dead. I don't know. I need to go in the history of Earth Dawn. I mean, I might be, I'm, that might be one of the things on our docket for a game to talk about yeah, in the future. Sure. One, one of the problems right now for us, um, or for me specifically, I can't buy any more games. <laughs> I'm you broke. got no money left. Yeah. I got, I know. I'm going to be panhandling. I'm going to be using this stream. I'm going to literally be paying myself off of this stream. So if we make five bucks, I'm paying myself too. Because, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, uh, as an actual employee of the Legion Myth LLC, um, I want to I want to backtrack here for just a moment. So we talked about uh, what we missed. We talked about Legion Myth coming LLC. Um, talking about some of the changes with RPG Digest. So we hinted at uh, possibly having shorter segments. I don't I don't want to call them shorter, but more focused segments, mm -hmm. and maybe having two of them if if one of them is pretty short. Sure. Now it sounds like you could talk for uh, quite a while on that guy. Um, Samuel, whatever his name is, Samuel hate. Yeah. Maybe in that case, we only have one segment that day, but let's say we just go I through, can split it I can split it be between his three appearances in the three different games of the hmm. old world of darkness. That, there that's you cool. go. Uh, that's cool. it's, and I'm not trying to make 10 minute videos here. I'm just saying, instead of cause one of the complaints that we were getting with some of the comments, by the way, most of the comments are positive. The reason I'm addressing the complaints is because, Hey, we're in the business of entertainment. We're in the business of, you know, doing what we enjoy, but also giving you what you want to see. And uh, some of the comments were about, you know, you didn't need to talk about this for an hour and a half. Or you could have broken this into, instead of an hour and a half, maybe, a, you know, a half hour, 45 minute segments at time. It was just, it was just too long. Or you talk about four different things. Why don't you just talk about two and break it up? That would be a fault of me because I could actually do that, you know, through the Twitch highlights and so forth. The the, the point TLDW. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Too long, didn't watch. Um, 
But I'm not talking about shortening the stream necessarily. I'm not talking about making the segments like more focused like it was on the old Legion Myth Weekly live stream. No, it's still going to be a conversation. But just finding ways of keeping each keeping people entertained uh, on that one part a little bit more. And also bringing some entertainment into segment one, Vice, just having it be a lecture. I, I think, uh, you know, we converse pretty well, but, you know, spruce it up a bit. Or was it, it was, uh, spruce up a notch or whatever the hell that cook old cooking guy used to say. <clears throat> but... Uh, but part of this is coming from the YouTube comments. And there were two I really want to address. I'm going to let you go first. I want you to right now officially address how you're a racist. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm not. So let's address that. Um, where, where this comment comes from is... Uh, Actually, I don't, I don't even, I don't, I don't remember the exact wording. Can, can you bring up the exact wording? Uh, I don't have it available right now. It was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, let me try. I mean, I know I can access it. It's just going to take me a now, moment. I, 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 I can talk about why I play humans almost exclusively in every game I go in. Uh, I started with, uh, with uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, first edition. And I was drawn toward humans because they had no level caps. They, they had no, no bonuses or minuses to their stats and they could do anything. I like that idea. I mean, sure. I'm giving up infravision, ultra vision, you know, a uh, 20 decks, 20 constitution, 20 strength, whatever. I'm giving that up. But in return, I'm getting ultimate possibility. And then as I played other games, other games kind of followed suit to that. Not, not, not to the extreme in many cases, but humans in many, in many other games are generalists. They're not going to immediately excel in a certain area, but they are going to be able to excel in that area given time. You, you play smart, you get smart. That's how it works. Okay, I can't I don't, read I don't, that. You're going to have to read that. <clears throat> Okay, it says, oh, Lord. Uh, I said, oh, yeah. Oh, Lord, the guy on the right is what is wrong with D&D today. Speciesist? Fuck off. Racism is boring and the opposite of fun. Would not let this guy or any other racist sit at my table. D&D itself, every dish is just a scam to sell dice, I guess. Okay. Um, I don't know about that last part. That, that's that's tinfoil hat territory. <laughs> but uh, uh, the the species thing, I I, I believe he was triggered by by the word species instead of race now that that's something that uh i think i'm not trying to take credit for anything but even before that became like a watsy thing or whatever people's talking about here i have a video on that that's like oh what, yeah you have a video three, from a long time ago three yeah. three years old and and i and i felt that way for a long time because i actually felt it's not that um racism's bad or whatever I felt that for me, because, you know, I don't like half anything. I don't like half elves. I don't like half orcs because I believe that they're different freaking species. I've always felt that way. But so, yeah, I, this isn't a zeitgeist issue. This is just something that, and I'm not going to speak for you, but for me, I believe, I believe that they are different species. So that's the term I like to use. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Now, I consider <laughs> half elves kind of like, you know, mules asses yeah no well you know like a horse what is it what is it a horse and a donkey or something yeah, like I, that? I, 
a horse and a mule or a horse and a donkey can actually have have a you know mate and have a thing but it's but it's sterile and whatever yeah whatever but uh so i i, I consider half elves that but uh um i i think i think what he was getting at was that i don't play anything but a human i don't treat my my character does not treat demi humans any differently than he treats a human but you have a predisposition to but play I have human. a predisposition to play only humans. So in that instance, me, I am a speciesist in that instance. And I tend to play, well, it's weird. I I tend to play mostly humans, but I like to play the oddball races if it makes sense for their species, if it makes sense for the game. My Dark Sun character was a Thrycreen. Uh, I like to play gnomes. Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, everybody plays elves and dwarves. I actually, I, I like playing dwarves. I just don't like playing elves. And I find that most of the people who do play elves, either A, are just playing a human, they just want the stats, or they're drama queens. Hmm. Now, if you're playing an Earthdawn elf, I'm not going to fault you for being a drama queen. No, it's fine. <laughs> this is well, part, it's part of the makeup. technically, by definition, have to be super uppity. No, they're depressed. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I, I thought Blood Elf. Blood Elf. Sorry. Blood, well, yeah, Blood Elf. But you also have to run back home if you don't have a yeah, high willpower. Every, every month, was <laughs> Month or whatever like it is. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm like, dying out here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the way D&D &D is now, it's just humans in cosplay, and it's stupid. And there, there, there's, there's no reason to have different species if there's no difference between the species. Right. And, yeah, and that's no the one thing about the modern gaming and so forth. And we have videos on this. I won't go deeply into it, but yeah. uh, it just drives me crazy. You're, you're playing your dwarf. Well, my dwarf doesn't think like other dwarfs. Well, then he's not a dwarf. You're just playing a human. You're playing a short, stubby human with a beard. Oh, I'm sorry. You shaved off your beard because you wanted to be different. Fuck you. You're just a midget now. Well, now <laughs> there, there is one instance that I've read uh dragonlance where 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 a dwarf shaved his beard but he did it to signify his eternal shame no yeah yeah, yeah. no no there can be a story hook for it but yeah. he was also ostracized it isn't well, like he, he go he back and be ostracized because he was the hero of his of his clan but he shaved no, off his beard because the reason he became the hero of his clan was because he had to fight other dwarves and kill them and he uh, felt I, shame for that i i uh, I, I vaguely Dergar, remember that but yeah, Dirk, I thought he Dirk, was. He, uh, he 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 wielded the uh, the silver hammer of of Egroth okay. or something like that. Uh, you and, might remember uh, more than me. Then I I could have sworn that he was ostracized, but I, I could be wrong about that. No, no, he was still the hero of his people, but he shaved off his beard in shame because to do that he had to kill other dwarves, and he didn't think that was right. My fault got scientific for you. If you want to read that yeah, one, th thank uh, you. My fault. <laughs> uh, uh, mules are the are the thing I was talking about between horse and donkey, whereas uh, yes, they they can breed, but uh, their their uh, uh, mule or henny, depending on what what gender whatever becomes, is sterile and cannot breed, so you can't actually make a new species out of it. See, I I don't I don't do the taiga uh, the liger uh, taigon thing. I I. Because even so, so let let me tell you in the game that I'm writing, which I actually did start writing about a month ago when I was in the not the Airbnb, what's the other one, the extended stay, uh, and I was looking over some things, but really I haven't gone too much farther on that. Uh, the races in my game, only elves. I'm sorry, 
crap, I forget if I write it up or wrote it up for all the races or if it's just the elves. Um, you have a 1% chance of conception. 1% chance. And then off that 1% chance, a 50-50 chance that it doesn't uh, live through puberty. Why, why you got to do puberty, man? Why, why can't you just have like miscarriage? Because, you know, have, having a kid for like 10, 11 years or 50 years, <clears throat> depending on what race you're with. The, 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 po the, the point that was, uh, that was being made there is that this isn't supposed to happen. Stop it. <laughs> like, I originally had it written up as can't happen. But um, yeah, the first part of the word is always the male, the male side. The dwarf is the new Noro or Noro is the new dwarf. Wow. Uh, never liked the half races RPGs. Never made sense to me. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I mean, I know that half orcs exist in first edition AD&D. Mm -hmm. Some people are purists on that. I, I, I just, I don't like any of the half races. I just, I don't. Uh, RPG pun. Yeah, uh, Dune Stream could have been broken into more segments. Okay, if you guys have thoughts about that uh, though, because uh, uh, especially if you have thoughts about Heathen Dog being racist, let us know right now. Because um, I'm gonna have to ban him. Sorry, oh. you've been can't you've been canceled. Oh, there we go. <laughs> or about the idea of shorter segments again our discord is the best place to let us know anything see look at that he canceled himself he knew uh it, our discord is by far the best place to let us know your thoughts because uh, going forward i would like to you know i i kind of noticed that our segment ones to me and there's nothing wrong with having a a, a filler episode like when we did some of those character uh those npcs monsters right but when we're doing a game, I, I don't want to do any more games. It's just one episode. I don't think it does the game justice. And there are tons of other videos for most of the games out there to do that. I would like to, if we're going to do a game, we spend weeks on it. You know, unless the book's that thick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I, uh, <laughs> there, I, I, I took a little bit of flack from, uh, from the time where I, I, I tried to boil down 13 clans into five minutes. <clears throat> oh, that? that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I took a lot of flack from that. Well, just for one clan. Yeah, just for, for like you didn't even read like no, I read the whole thing, but I can't fit the whole thing in five minutes, man. <laughs> I can't do it. Well, yeah, that was for Degenesis, and and on top of that, it was actually written in the format that Heathen Dog said. In order to get the other side of it, you actually had to read other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, to to be fair, you know, if you're summarizing it down, I did a good job, but. It wasn't the whole story. Well, I couldn't give you the whole damn story in five minutes. I couldn't do it. I had to give five minutes per clan. There were like 13 clans. I don't have that kind of time on the stream to do that. So, you know, that's the way it was. But uh, yeah, and, and from, that's... From, uh, from, from what uh, what you're saying, more time would have done each clan more justice and would have created more nuance and understanding and stuff like that. So yeah, I get it. I get it. And, and, and that goes into the other. So the idea I had was we have one segment on a game we know, enjoy or, or whatever, something we're knowledgeable about, whether it's earth dawn or dungeons and dragons or whatever, how to do this, how to do that. Time out. Why? She, she said, said the, the N word. word. Yeah, I saw she said the N word. Yeah. So for three, so yeah, for five minutes, Noro's Noro's done for five minutes. I did see that, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, and then one segment on something we don't know about, where maybe we don't go as in depth, but we look it over, kind of like we did with like castles and crusades or uh, Bessem. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking about if we split it up like that, then we get something new and interesting and something we're familiar with. So you know, but. On top of that, everything can be a segment one fundamental as long as it's a fundamental or an overview. 
It, it can. So whatever your suggestions out there are, um, as long as it's tabletop gaming related, and it's something we either own or can get our hands on, RIP Trove. Uh, <laughs> Trove still isn't back yet from what I saw. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Yep, that's so it's the next thing I wanted to go into uh, was about YouTube comments again. So so I got a few comments about people getting mad at me. Oh, good. Let's, let's uh, dig into that. About complaining about grammar. Well, I think it's silly to complain about grammar. If you're writing, look, you're what's fucking wrong in this world, you dipshit. If you don't think that writing a professional product requires you to use decent grammar, go fuck yourself. I hope you never have a stable job in your life, but stop sucking off the economy because I'm not paying taxes to feed your stupid ass. Go live under a bridge. I can't, I can't tell you how many comments I got that were like, oh, you worried about the grammar? There, who cares? Uh, who cares? Somebody who expects professionalism out of a fucking product? <laughs> like, you wouldn't write like that for me. Why the hell should I read that out of a professional product? And I'm not even talking the pronoun nonsense. I'm talking just, oh, like, uh, uh, you know, comma use. Uh, why does this end in an ing, but this ends in a two, blah, blah, blah. You know, stop it. Learn to fucking write or get an editor. And yes, I will complain about that. If you're trying to sell me something for $50, $60, I want that thing to be perfection. I can read a novel that has 50,000 words and find two typos in the whole thing. Shit happens. We get it. But every single page, I've got to deal with you not knowing that there should have been a comma there, but not there. Uh, that the, that this is a gerund and this is a this is a verb. This is you know. Well, no, it's it's actually worse with a gaming book because a the a comma in the wrong place in a sentence changes the meaning can, yeah. of the sentence, which can change the meaning of a rule. In a in a in a novel, if you put a comma in the wrong place, you can get what they mean by yeah. you know context clues. But if you have a comma in the wrong place in, you know, a legal document or, or a rules document, then you can literally change the meaning of the rule. Yeah, I mean, I don't care about the YouTube comments. I don't care how you, Heathen Dog and I talk to each other. But for the love of God, if you're writing a fucking book, <laughs> yes, I expect a well-written grammar. And I'm not, uh, I'm not perfect. So if I catch it, <laughs> you know, somebody better than me is caught even more. Yeah. So oh, that's just such a silly argument. No, you're just a doofus. The problem is, is that somebody like you probably thinks I write like I speak. That's great. If you're writing a narrative, if you're writing a technical manual, which how many times have I said this about RPG books, they're technical manuals. You don't yeah. get to write like you speak. I, I, I like it. Uh, uh, Aaron's Vedantic did that to me because he does the pronoun thing. He's like, oh yeah, I forgot. Max isn't gonna like how I write uh, 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 my way of writing or something like that. No, you don't get to have a way of writing. This is what I'm trying to say. You write properly or it's crap. Now, what he's doing is actually technically now considered writing properly. So I'm, I'm not going off on here in the pedantic about that. But it's that concept like, oh, he doesn't like how I write. No, no. It, you don't get to determine how you write. There are rules of the English language out there. <clears throat> yes, if words are your business, you should use them correctly. Thank you. Uh, as printed, but what's more, Hawkman? Uh, the spell as designed was supposed to burn a spell. Oh no, he's he's talking about uh, oh. a Magic the Gathering card where oh, okay. a comma changed changed the the meaning of the of the uh, rule that it was using and made it completely op. But it was, you know, that's how it was because that's how it was printed. Hmm. 
So, I don't play magic, so <laughs> I, you know, I I know that that that's why that's why I didn't say anything because you wouldn't get it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the the misplaced comma changed what the card did and made it do much more than the designers wanted it to just because they screwed up in that comma placement. So to hit a couple of the comments all at one time here. So so there's this common theme. I saw it in forum posting back in the you know the the late '90s, early 2000s, and now I see it in professional products now, where people feel this: it's my artistic way of writing. You're not writing an artistic manual; you're writing a technical manual. You have to technically follow the rules. Yeah, there, um, there, there's there's a difference between Rembrandt and paint paint by numbers. A technical <laughs> manual is a paint by numbers. A novel is a Rembrandt. Okay. If you're if you're writing a rule system, you got to paint by numbers. Well, or my no target audience are rules, artists, or they're going to interpret your rules differently. So each table is going to run a different game. You can't have that if you want a brand. Yeah, so I'm not gonna, I'm not going to beat this down uh, anymore. But it, but yeah, that that was my main my main point is the fact that yeah, I harp on one specific topic all the time because it's fun, but. All told, if you are that person who says, oh, man, it doesn't matter how it's written. I'll just read it, blah, blah, blah. So there are mistakes in it. Well, then you're not a professional. Yeah, I wouldn't let it just that's it's that simple. You're not a professional. So if you want to be a haphazard little uh, amateur, I'm reading one right now. It's sitting by my toilet because, you know, why not? Uh, and uh, It's actually a pretty decent, like concept, conceptually written book. But I'm reading through it and every page I'm finding like this person literally wrote as she speaks. That like you can just tell. And it's like this is an absolutely incorrect sentence right here on multiple levels. How did you not fix this? <laughs> but all right. Um Moving, you know, I, I, the the point that I'm making is that there's this premise nowadays, like, oh, that doesn't matter anymore. The world is wider. Maybe I see things a little differently in this. You know, people keep saying to me, oh, it's the internet. With the internet, people are allowed to express themselves. No, with the internet, you have easy access to the rules. Like, like, with, you know, I know when I need to like learn how to program my robot, or actually not program, but you know, set up my robot. I know when I need to fix something in my house and so on and so forth. I can go to YouTube and find the rules. I don't find the artistic method of <laughs> putting it together. Um, there's a, there's a way things are supposed to be done. Uh, let's see. Conan would be a fun topic. Nice segue. Cause uh, crafty says apparently he's got some Conan books to give away or something. I, I don't know anything about that. So, but he sent me a message saying that he wants to give away some Conan books and, uh, that segue that, that the reason that's a segue is cause I want to talk about potential giveaways. Um, there used to be this thing called the Legion Myth weekly live stream. Do you remember that heathen dog? I do fondly. Yeah. Do you remember when part of the live stream, we would give away video games or while you guys were doing game streams, we would give away uh, game streams? Yes. You know, I still have about 100 keys. <laughs> so we can give away about 100 games on the show. Yay. A uh, lot Forge Story Game Circle. I don't know what Forge Story Game Circle is, um, but by the point of your comment there, I'm happily ignorant maybe. Uh I would love to see the artistic method of a plumber fixing the pipes in my building. Well, oh, every plumber, every plumber's an artist with the with the pants no, no, wearing. No. There, there is actually. I I learned there is actually a uh, a word for the artistic way of doing plumbing or electrical work or or construction. It's called schmoo. Hey, it worked, but it won't pass code. Do you know what's funny? What I probably should not say this. What I'm gonna regret this. 
You are. That was my nickname all through grade and high school. Schmoo. It wasn't until I joined the Air Force that that dropped. That was absolutely my. Because you remember that little dude in the Flintstones named Schmoo? I used to be yeah. when I was a kid. Oh, it's like a little ghost guy or alien guy or whatever he was, a little white blob. Oh, the little green alien guy. I thought he was white, but maybe. Yeah, I forget. I thought he was green. but whatever. Uh, I, I, I used to be able to talk possible. exactly like him. I can't really? do it anymore. Yep. Used to be able to talk exactly like him. Wow. So, yeah, that was my nickname. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you really shouldn't have said that. It doesn't bother me. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, so one of the things we want to do and, uh, I moved my desk a little bit. So, uh, hold on just one second. I want to show this. Okay. Go ahead and keep them entertained. Well, I'll, I'll be right back. Okay. So, uh, uh, two nerdy squids rambling. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it today. That's what you get starting next week. It's going to be a little more formulaic, but uh, this is our first time back, and uh, uh, Schlo is still moving into his house, so we, we weren't able to prepare. So, Two nerdy uh, squids rambling. That's yeah. us. <laughs> hey, squid, squids? I would say squints. If you, if you wanted to do the whole bones thing, squints would probably be it because we're we're both kind of nerdy. So yeah, I haven't decided if I'm going to keep one or not. But you I have are going to keep one because I you're have not dumb. I have two or three of these to give away. That's the 30th anniversary riffs, right? Yes. Yep. So put those back in uh, a box. So I have three in this box, but uh, that, that's the uh, two of them are two of them for sure are going to be given away. And I think with that, we'll have to do uh, a segment or not a segment, but we'll have to do a series on Palladium somehow. Problem is, is Heathen Dog has done so many already. It's going to be hard <laughs> to find, other than Palladium Fantasy itself, it's going to be hard to find what, you know, what would work. And just feel weird to me giving away a Riffs book during a Palladium Fantasy thing. But we'll we'll look it over. Um, you know, I, like Riffs, I don't want to say it's been beat to death. There's always something you can do with Riffs. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to go through a couple more world books or something. I don't know. But uh, when we do that, uh, we'll, we'll give away those, uh, at least two of them. And at least one squid in the chat listening. There we go. By the way, Bruce, I did see your comment earlier. Thank you very much for coming by. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, this is a business, so we do want to grow. But at the same time, no, I, I don't I don't want, I, like, I can't talk. I don't like the idea of ignoring chat. So, yes, I mean, I don't think we'd ever get to the point of super chat only. I, I can't see us ever being that big, but. Uh, yeah. Oh, Dube, Dube is saying. Yep, that's like, Palladium. I played a game of Ninjas and Super Spies a while back. I think that was Palladium. You are correct. And I have the book. <laughs> <laughs> His desk is falling apart. Look at it. There you go. There it is. Hey. It was at the bottom of the stack, but damn it, I got Where's it. Where's mine? Where's mine? I don't know where I put my Palladium books. Where the hell are my Palladium books? I don't know, but I dropped my mouse. Oh, way down there at the bottom. Uh, 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 oh, you can, can you see? Oh no, I'm in front of it. Yeah, whatever. My, my mine's right there. If you can, yeah, whatever. Ninjas <clears throat> and Super Spies is is an excellent uh, SDC Palladium system. It really is. Uh, it it introduces some interesting things like like chi and <laughs> uh, and uh, bionic implants that are not. That, that are, are more tailored and not just, you know, your, your basic bionic man type bullshit. So I, yeah, I, I thought it was a really good setting. Moral probably sold my books. Uh, so better character creation uh, than traveler. Well, it, I mean, that, that depends. I don't have enough experience with traveler. I played traveler in the eighties 
and I never collected the books and so forth because I was more of like a Star Wars fan and and whatnot. I just and sci-fi really wasn't my thing, I, especially back then. I was really all into fantasy, mm. and I'm kicking myself to this day. Like I I wish eBay it's too much, but I really wish I could find all the little traveler, the original traveler zines and so forth because that book was crazily put together. It's not a book. It's that all those little manuals that you got. Uh, but uh, the thing is, is about uh, Character crazy. Yeah, I was just going to say, okay, if you're playing Traveler and making a character, your character can just die during character creation. It's awesome. Uh, well, that's that's kind of mean. I mean, it's, you know, they're, they're don't other... take the risks. All right. It's almost like Twilight 2000. You ever play the original Twilight 2000 where it's like, okay, I'm going to make my character older. You just hope you didn't get those wounds like, oh, I miss an arm. Like, crap. Oh, dang it. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. You know, war wound. Um, I got so, a plus one wisdom, damn it, or whatever right? you get for that. Or <laughs> usually just more skill points, but yeah. Um, oh, okay. So, okay, uh, let's move on here. So what else? So, uh, I'm throwing this stuff out. Yeah, it is kind of like uh, information vomit to some degree here, but I'm throwing this stuff out because I want to see what you guys say in the chat. And I definitely like for you guys to come to our Discord and, and talk about some of the things you'd like to see. Uh, I did have a game suggested in one of the YouTube comments called The Forever System. And I think it was the person who wrote the game that put that in the chat uh, by a, a Bobby Forever. But that's something that's like five bucks on Amazon. So if you want to check that out, or if anybody's played the Forever system, uh, you can give us a little insight on that. We may or may not do a review of that. But, you know, again, you know, it's like being, being married here. Like something old, something new, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, I don't know what Troika is. Troika is three. Um, I'm currently really enjoying uh, Troika. It's a Russian dance. Yeah. Is it is it a is it is it a Russian game? Is it like a Chernobyl yes. Is it you have you have to sing the Soviet national anthem? <laughs> uh let's see. Do, 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 do. It's not Russian. Oh. And they use the wrong word. They <laughs> use the wrong word. Uh, da, 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 da. so okay, that's enough about the now. Uh, here's the major change that uh, now that we have 20 some viewers in here, this is the last stream, okay, comma that <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that starts at 11 a.m. Yep, we are moving the stream to 2 p.m. central time starting next week. I'm sorry up front for anybody who screams no in chat. Uh, before the, the 11 p the 11 AM thing was a, a stopgap in between me. Cause I knew the streams were going to go long. Remember this is Sunday. This was Sunday night in Germany. Yeah. So a long stream would cut in my sleep time for going to work the next day. And also heathen dog having to get up in the morning and so on and so forth. So uh, now he's East coast time. So it's noon for him. But the point is, is like, we're bridging that gap or we're cutting it in the middle and we're going to do 2 PM starting next week. So that's pretty much the biggest change, the biggest direct change that would affect people. Uh, so write that down. Um, I don't have the new graphic uploaded, even though I did make it uh, so far. But uh, the streams will start from 2 p.m. starting, yeah, August 8th. And the week after is my birthday. So a lot Yay. of birthday. Happy <laughs> I really want to fix this damn camera. That's annoying me. Um, so uh, anything else on the uh, YouTube? Da, da, da. Oh, so we talked, I kind of hinted at the video games, so on and so forth, but uh, what are you guys' thoughts on giving away video games during this stream? Or do you guys actually want to start watching Heathen Dog, Garthon, um, Noro, not Noro, 
Hina, Gartha, Marhawkman, and Sheris uh, play video games and have them give away games during their streams. Nobody watches their streams, so and I, I, I. Yeah, that. Uh, well, uh, last night was the was the last night we played Monster Hunter World, and it was our best night <laughs> for for viewers viewers anyway. I, I agree, Bruce. Odyssey. I, I want everybody to watch our stuff on Odyssey instead of YouTube. Unfortunately, the live streams aren't there yet because Odyssey won't port them over. Um, so I'd have to download them, upload them. Uh, it's too big of content for Odyssey to take, but the segments will be there. This stream is not going to be segmented. I'm just going to put this on our YouTube channel as a stream because there's really we're bouncing all over the place. There are really no segments and so on and so forth. But starting next week, we will be back to the normal. Uh... <laughs> you need to give away your Heroes Unlimited collection. I'm in. No. <laughs> well, well, here's here's actually something to talk. So, you know, Heathen Dog and I have talked about possibly going through he uh, Heroes Unlimited, but we have a problem. Small problem, but still a problem. Mm -hmm. What edition of Heroes Unlimited do you have? Uh, I have fourth, fifth, and sixth. I Heroes think? Unlimited? Not not hero, not hero system. Oh, Heroes Unlimited. Oh, sorry, Heroes Unlimited. Um yeah. second revised? Yeah, second. I have revised. No, I have both second and revised. I have both. Oh, you do have. Oh, you do have revised. Yeah, I, I, well, my, in the, the main book is second, but I have I have some uh, uh, source okay. books that are revised. Yeah, t my team and T stuff is a lot like that as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess the point that I'm making is here, like uh, I have. What What do you guys want to see? Do you want to see revised? Which, uh, from what I understand, most people still play revised, although don't really sell it. Um, I just don't know if Heroes Unlimited is a big seller. Or do you want to see second edition because it's the current edition? I mean, that would be new information for me uh, to some degree. So those are the type of things that uh, we need to talk about. Like, what do you want to see? Uh, or do you want to say, screw Palladium, we want to see better games. I don't know. Actually, man, that's that's another thing. Let's talk about those YouTube comments. I didn't write that down. But how many times have we seen comments either on our Discord or on YouTube that say, Man, the Palladium system is so difficult. Uh, I'm going to do Savage Worlds Palladiums, or I'm going to make my own thing, or uh, I don't know if I could run this game and so forth. It's just so difficult. I, I, not, I don't oh, get it. Indigo Dragon, there, there, are, there are differences between Revised and, and Second Edition. Uh, they're not huge. I mean, it's, it's easy to convert one to the other. Well, just like basic to or the the normal first edition to revise, it's yeah, easy yeah. to convert. Yeah, it, you, you, there's there, there's easy way to port, but it it does play differently. It does play differently. Maybe you could express those things for you know dum dums like me who only have revised. Well, there you go. Okay, there's a segment right there. Yeah, or I mean, maybe not even a full segment. You could talk like now. This is different from. Right. Or or I can read the revised book uh, while you're uh, going through the second. I'd be like, oh, well, in revised, it says this. And you say, oh, no. either way, claim games aren't difficult. Players today are just more lazy. <clears throat> that, that could be. Yeah, um, could be. Uh, I mean, there are. there's one aspect of Palladium that I will grant everybody who says it's either difficult or a pain in the butt. What's that? You must create your own character sheet. You must, or you cannot use the basic character sheet. It doesn't have enough room. <laughs> like it doesn't have all of the options of like, if I'm laying down sniping using wildfire, what is that modifier? You have to make your own character sheet. I've always done that. That is the pain in the ass side of it. But if you do that, leveling up is simple. The character creation is simple. Once you have all the numbers down, they're just right there. 
Okay, I'm laying down, firing wild at a target that's at long range. Okay, I rolled a 16. You know, you know, you just know it. But you have to get that down beforehand. That is right. the one caveat that you need to do. You have to have your your ducks in a row before, traveler before nerd. you start on day one. I just got called a nerd. Play traveler nerd. <laughs> have a college ruled spiral notebook. Yeah. Well, what uh, the the yeah okay. Uh, the uh, there are options. I mean, if if you look on on uh, Google, you you can find you know player made character sheets that do have all or most of the math done for you, mm -hmm. or uh, You'll have uh, uh, pe people who made who made spreadsheets that that you can uh, fill in the numbers, and it will print out print out a character sheet with all those numbers in it. And this is all caveated I mean, with the wait, fact wait, wait, that you didn't memorize the rules, right? And to be fair, this character sheet's probably going to be eight pages long, but you'll have every number you need. Can you ban oh, my phone? Please hit players use Excel docs. Yeah, that's I what I'm hate about. Yeah. Un unless now, now there's one caveat. Unless you are using the Excel the Excel spreadsheets for processing. You, you, I don't know if you saw this, but I just posted this yesterday at OTGM on our Discord. Never use an Excel spreadsheet to create a character sheet. Ever. Ever. Fuck you. Don't ever do it. Unless you're using them to do the formulas, then okay. Then 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 all good. But other than that, never hand me a character sheet that's done in fucking Excel if it's just a damn character sheet. See, uh, I found a an Excel doc character sheet for the uh, D20 Star Wars. And it is great. It is great. You just put in your character, you put in your stuff, put in everything, boom, boom, and boom. It does all the conversions. It, 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 yeah. it, 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 uh, it uh, takes into account armor and the bonuses and minuses you get for that. It, it t takes into account your... Uh, your uh uh dexterity type bonuses what 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 it, what it does to your two hit numbers stuff like that and then it just gives you a character sheet fully fleshed out <laughs> all the bonuses all the minuses it's great you know i i, I am being properly corrected here excel is great for role master character sheets yeah that's why i noticed i have no role master books back there i couldn't get anybody to play it or i, I played it one time when i was in high school and, and everybody's like, oh, this game sucks. Yeah. Rollmaster is better than Rifts, maybe. Um, may, sure. Chartmaster. Um, uh, Kevin's D&D House Rules, Palladium Games. What? Kevin's D&D House Rules, Palladium Games. Challenge. Find the initiative rules. Initiative in, in the Palladium is just a D20. Yeah. Add your add your PP. Add, add your PP and uh, also <laughs> bonuses for... Uh um cybernetic ears and well if you're else. if you're doing riffs and whatnot yeah yeah if you're doing riffs it's that if you're if you're doing uh heroes unlimited uh there there's bonuses for increased speed powers um oh crap it's uh, I, I got a thing here it says we're having trouble streaming to twitch this may be an issue on twitch's end we'll keep trying oh. and let you know if it's resolved <clears throat> I, I didn't get that thing I, I just got that okay well if you're watching on twitch and having problems I will not tell you that we're also doing something somewhere else. <laughs> like, um, as a GM, I could never find a converter group for role master. Yeah. The people get intimidated. It's the same thing for DCC. People get intimidated by those charts. So, Oh, uh, you derped your back. <laughs> Thanks. My fault. Um, that's the second time Twitch stream blinked out for a few seconds. It has been spotty. Um, uh, it's probably Twitch. 
It's probably yeah, because I I didn't notice anything on this end, and a lot of times no. if it's like me or and, and if, the dog, if, I'll if see it, it here. Was, if it was him, then it would have been YouTube as well. Yeah, yeah. So oh, my internet is so much better than the internet I had in Germany. In fact, in Germany, I was supposed to get 100 megabits per second max, even though the server, the DNS server I connected to could only give me 59 megabits per second max, no matter what. And, and I yeah, understand and that's down. And what we're talking about is upload, but I'm, it's the same concept here. I did, I did a couple of speed tests on my internet here. I'm supposed to get five, uh, 400 down. I was getting 427 to 429. So you're lying in the right direction. So congratulations, <laughs> Spectrum Internet. There's a little Lie plug up. for yeah. Um, okay. Let's, let's move on to things uh, people may or may not want to hear. Um, I, I know we kind of already talked about, but this is just the positioning it's in my notebook because I was going to do this afterwards. So donations right now, we, we are not monetized on YouTube until I can fix it all tax paperwork, the W9. So if you want to donate to us, uh, the best, the two best ways to do it are directly to PayPal. And uh, let me get that on the bottom. And I'm not saying you have to pay us to watch. I'm just saying, I know there are those of you out there because we do get donations who uh, who actually like to support us. So that's where it is right there. PayPal.me slash Legion of Myth. Uh, the, the other way is to do it through our, not subscribe, sorry, what's it called? Uh, stream, stream Labs. Problem with Stream Labs right now is uh, I haven't logged into it for a long time, so I don't know the link. Crafty apparently does because that's where he uh, that's where he donated. Yep. Uh, and, and, uh, and, of course, Twitch Bits and so on and so forth. Baldahar subscribed. We didn't thank Baldahar for subscribing. Well, we should. I, I thanked him like in chat, but we didn't we didn't thank him out loud. He oh, upped his subscription. Thank you, Baldahar. As uh, always. Uh, patriotic Gestalt. Uh, found any Rifts character generator sheets based on HTML and JavaScript? I'm thinking of making one, but it looks daunting. Uh, I'll I'll comment on your second sentence first. It is daunting. <laughs> <laughs> and two, uh, the last good Rifts character generator I found came with the book year like 20 years ago on CD. It used to be free on the Palladium website, and now you got to pay for it. And I haven't been able to find a good one since. And they haven't updated it to uh, Rift's Ultimate, and now, the obviously, the Rift's 30th, 30th anniversary edition is probably going to have changes as well. So I don't know of one. So I can't point you in, in any direction that is useful to you. Like, I, I know of one for Rift's for 20 years ago that you can't get anymore, which doesn't help anybody. But yes, daunting task indeed, because there are so many modifiers you have to take into account to, to create something that's going to give you a character sheet that is fully formed. It's going to be a daunting task, and I wish you luck. And if you if you put it up as pay, uh, pay me a dollar for it, I'll pay you a dollar for it. It's worth it. If it has all the features, yeah. If it has all the features, I'll pay you $5 for it. Not going to go above five, though. That's crazy. <laughs> For a character sheet, no, no, but so he wants wanted twenty bucks for theirs. It's like, no. as somebody who who dabbled in programming years ago, and understands very little of it, but enough to be dangerous. Um, as long as you make literally, and somebody's gonna say, no, you should actually do an array. But I don't care. I'm just using basic terminology here. As long as you make variables for literally every single thing, turn everything, everything into a variable. Even even the title text, turn it into a variable. You won't do yourself wrong. That way you can just add another variable. If you notice that you miss, uh, I keep saying, what is it? Sniping or laying on the ground shooting wild? I don't even know if you can do that in the game. But you know, as, as long as everything is a literal variable, 
then you can just add it to the formula. So that, that would be my only suggestion. Other than that, yeah, daunting. So I don't know what all those letters Mark Hawkman put in. Uh, we had a two-year-long Mutant Chronicles game. This is from Bruce. Uh, I was surprised everyone wanted to play that. Mutant Chronicles, I never played it. Um, Bob read the books, and I know, I know about it generically speaking, but I don't know. That seems like the type of game people would want to play. Yeah. Kind of, I wouldn't call it demon hunting. I don't know how to explain it because I'm not, I, I'm not versed in it well enough. But mm. my my visualization of it is, it's like, uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of like a, a world of darkness without the without the darkness. <laughs> Does that make any sense at all? No, it's true. Uh, the open source, once you get the skeleton code, the rest would be data entry. That is, that is not a capitalistic attitude. And if, if hey, you're an American, there's something wrong with you. There's a free the code movement out there as well. There is a free the code movement, but but you know what other movement is? You know, when, when you do work and do it well, you get paid for it. Yeah. Yep. So if, if it's good, get paid for it. If it's crap, throw it out for free. No one's going to yell at you because it's free. Uh, against faction and demons who are trying to break the seals. Yeah. Okay. That's what it, I mean, uh, to me, I, li I, I kind of like, so the way I would take mutant Chronicles is a game kind of like I would do with, uh, I don't want to say mutant year zero, maybe the actual modifius mutant game. If I were to play that is I would make that a monster of the week type game. Cause I think that's how those are intended to be run. Sure. There's an overarching trying to break the seals in that case, or what is it in mage, the Ascension, they got the Marauders and Nefandi trying to like, uh, bring the end of the world or some crap like that. I, I completely forgot how that's working. Uh, yeah, but they, okay. Yeah. They, they have their own agendas. Yes. Right. But you can make that a, a, a monster of the week type. You can. Type oh, thing. easy, easy, easy. Yeah. You, you, you can turn any world of darkness game into a uh, X files type monsters of the week. Yeah. If you wanted to. Yeah. First easy. season well, of supernatural first, first second season X files. I don't know about after that. It got, it got really story arc heavy, but whatever. Yeah, well, it's the same with Supernatural. I guess that's the thing yeah. you have to do. When maybe yeah. get bored of like, I can't find any more monsters. Yeah, there's no more monsters <laughs> of the week. We got to make up crap. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have any last things you want to say before we offer people to come in here? Because, I mean, I can keep rambling, but there's no point to ramble. This might be a shorter stream than normal, but this is kind of a makeup catch-up stream. Or is there anything in chat you guys want to post for questions for us? Because this is an Ask Me Anything stream. So uh, we'll do that as well. I'm going to post the link into chat uh share nope that's share how about invite and uh can you put up the segment three stuff uh for people to see while i'm doing sure. this like um when i played stormbringer old chaosium game i don't i never read the books sorry but i absolutely enjoyed the game there we go if you want to join us all you need is a working microphone um, please, you know, don't be, uh, you know, loud music or screaming at the wife in the background. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, if, if we say something that, that gets us kicked off, that's on us. If you say something that gets us kicked off, that's on you. I'm not saying that Max Dow is going to find you and do bad things. I'm to back you. in the States now. <laughs> exactly. But I'm not saying he won't. There we go. That, or did you already show it? Cause I missed it. If you did. Do, 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 do. I'll eat banana while I'm on chat. Um, that could be sexy. As long as you, as long as we see your video, also, I'll go for that. 
No camera, just oh, then nope. Oh, no camera, just Mike. Now get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Ari Salvatore thing. What? There's more than one way to do it. Yeah, there is a. a, a I haven't followed up with it again. I'm so out of the loop, but I did hear rumblings. Apparently, Ari Salvatore has talked about some drow stuff recently. Like what? Like I don't making, know. In the, the more mainstream. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, th there is that, but I don't know if he was talking about that or if he was against it. I, I, I just didn't follow up with it. But apparently, Drow are everywhere now, and everybody can be one. I mean, it's already the case here in Fifth Edition Player's Handbook. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but but oh, Mar Hawkman's here. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe Mar Hawkman can tell me. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay, I hear myself in the background, Mar Hawkman. You either have to lower your speakers or headsets or something. Hello, Mark Hawkman. How are you today? Can't hear you though. Well, he's probably fixing. Oh, okay. The the echo stuff. So, um, yeah, there there are a lot of things I didn't I didn't follow the whole. Uh, was it uh, was it Crawford said something about there's no canon, uh, and and Crafty had a comment on that that I wanted to slap him for. The the, the hilarious thing about this though is that the uh, there's no canon stuff, uh, uh, with and the whole canon policy thing basically. <clears throat> makes all of what um Ari Salvatore uh had to say about the book series of books he wrote about Dritz utterly pointless. Oh is that is that what, is that what the whole controversy was about? No no, no. see here his oh. thing uh what Ari Salvatore said about the books he wrote about Dritz is that oh I'm sorry I uh, uh wrote them in a way that was racially insensitive. If if I could do it again I would do it completely differently and I'm like what the? I read some. Well, well, books. did he say how he would do it differently? Um, huh. And, and here's why I ask. I had a conversation with Josh Harrison before he blocked me uh, about some Earth Dawn stuff, and this was before wokeness was open or as open as it is now. And he said that he would have done things differently if he had had full control of fourth edition and, and like minus some time crunches. Never told me what those changes would be, but knowing how he thinks now, I think they would have been disastrous for the game, uh, well, at least for me. So I, that, that's why I asked the question. Like a lot of times people say like, I would have done things differently. Like what? I, 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 See, the, it, he didn't go into much detail. Okay. Just like a few like basic overview notes. One of them, it was related to the idea that the drow as a whole are evil and that, you know, he felt that depicting them that way was culturally uh, biased or oh, something. Fuck. Okay, I'm going to mute you, my Hawkman. Here's, <laughs> here's the reason I'm bringing it up, though, is the fact that he's part of the reason that people see them that way. Yeah, they were just monsters until he wrote the stupid novels. And to, and I have never read the novels to this day because I have zero interest. I don't like Dritz, and I don't allow Drow in my games. So, w w Would you like to know more? Um, it's very because, Starship Troopers. Um, because, because I uh, have Cl read at least Cliff, one of them. Cliff Notes versions. What would he want to change? Uh, to be honest, he didn't go into a lot of detail. Uh, but okay. um, uh, here's... He I mean, I understand the draw. I know it's a matriarchal society that if you that if you're a dude that doesn't meet standards, you get turned into a spider guy, a drider. And uh and Dritz got away from all that. 
What else he do I need to know? Deep, deep into detail in all of that stuff okay. in his books, though, is that because that was like Dritz's entire motivation and like defined his like characters. And he should what? go into the. He should. <laughs> you got a novel now. Thank you. But but it, 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 that's just one of those things. That I'm like, wait a second. This was something that wasn't spelled out in great detail until you did it. What the no. f are you apologizing for and actually expecting people to treat it as sincerity? So the, so those books came up. Okay, so how did Drow PCs handle Bright Daylight? Well, let me tell you. Because uh, I can't say this definitively anymore because I've now been in a couple. But until very recently, I have not been in a second edition AD&D campaign that didn't have at least one player either vehemently attempt to play a Drow or actually play a Drow in the game. The most egregious example was somebody, yeah, they wore sunglasses, was effectively that. Oh, I've got a mad, I got magic, uh, 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 was it a magic mask that prevents the sunlight from hurting me? It was always some bullshit like that that the game master, dungeon master allowed. And, and yeah. In Ari Salvatore's works, uh, he did not give Dritz any sort of immunity to sunlight. He did, however, have certain, shall we say, methods to uh, reduce its effect. Like, <clears throat> It's the reason why Dritz always wears a hood is to shade his eyes. <laughs> okay, that might help him see, but he's not going to get his bonuses as plus two attacks or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I it, it's enough to keep uh, him from being physically in pain when going outside. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't want to be out there. It should be a detriment for. There should be so many detriments for a drought to be out there. The the other thing that I kind of read was somebody said something about how uh, drow are now. Uh, black because thank you yes you're absolutely right drow pcs are dumb um they're they, they've changed the canon i'm saying the word canon and i'll get back to crafty and all those little comments oh, yeah uh but uh, uh they're black now because it helps helps them hide in shadows no drow are black jet black not as in caucasian versus dark skin as an extra melanin but as in jet black like the uh I don't have anything I can show here, like my microphone cover here. Um, or, or, or the color of your shirt. Oh, the color of my shirt. There you go. That's a pretty obvious one. Because they are evil. Elves are white, almost and, pale white, and drow were the opposite of them. I'm not 100% sure about D&D canon, but uh, in some uh, fictional works, there are cases of sub-races that were intentionally created and given the history of the drow in D&D and how they have Lolf as their, shall we say, excessively um, uh, ownership having a matriarch, it could be that Lolf is the reason they look that way. All right. Sorry, Mark Hawkman, but I'm changing the topic here. So stand yeah. by a moment. Bullshit to all you people who says D&D canon does not exist. Look up the fucking word. D&D <laughs> canon does exist. If you roll a D20, I'll get you in in a second. If you roll a D20 and you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, that's D&D canon. Look up the freaking word. <laughs> yes. Now, does that mean that D&D canon says that all orcs have to be this way? Not necessarily. Your, 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 your table rules are your table rules and so forth. But if you choose that you're no longer rolling a D20, I would proffer that you are not playing Dungeons and Dragons anymore. Oh, we do everything with D10s. Then you're not playing Dungeons and Dragons. You're playing your own game. But there is Dungeons Dragons canon. There's also setting canon. There's also edition canon. There's also like you know, uh, um, what what is it that they use it in in legal terms? Uh, precedence. There's also precedence. And and, and, and you know your uh, individual uh, gaming uh, uh, 
campaign has its own internal uh Cannon. Yes, and, and look, the only canon that I would say actually exists in Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm and, I, and I'm I'm getting to you, Bruce, is uh, is yeah, you roll a d20, you have saving throws, so on and so forth, whatever edition you're playing. However, there is some established. If you don't want to use the word canon, I know Crafty likes to use the war, word lore. I prefer the word precedence, but I would even dare say that it is canon to say that elves are good, drow are evil, orcs bash things, you know, with clubs or what whatever happens to be. Changing that, expanding upon that a little bit isn't necessarily a bad thing. Completely removing it is changing canon. But Watsi has the right to do that. I don't they like are. it. Yeah. They, they, I don't like it. And I, I will rail against right. it. Right. But they have the right to do that. That's that's why I say there's addition canon. But but in the strictest sense of the term, if you roll a D20 to hit and you're rolling your saves and you're uh, what else? Your your turn on deads and whatever else. That that is canon. It's it's acceptable method of play. I forget the exact definition of the word canon, but if you look it up, there is D and D canon. Now I'm on purposely being pedantic and having semantics about this because it, it's like the story thing. It doesn't matter if there's canon or not. There is precedence and there's history. Stop changing it. That's what these SJW assholes do. They come in, they find uh, orcs. You call orcs savages? Well, that was a term that somebody at one point said about Native Americans and Black people. So that must mean you're racist. Has no fucking rec no correlation at all. But they jam it together. Like, Put this stupid round peg in a square hole. I will stamp it in there because they're fucking retards and they don't know how to play with simple toys. It, well. It's also like, like how people like using the words white and black for things that have um, absolutely nothing to do with the colors white and black. Okay, if rules are canon, what happened to Thacko? Thacko is born out of the combat matrix, but Thacko is canon for second edition AD&D. It's not canon for third edition AD&D. There is, there is no overarching D&D canon at all, not since Watsi took over. Oh, so but but there is definitely edition canon. Smash me an interesting comment in uh, the uh, Twitch chat about uh, how the um, actual like, skin color of the drow wasn't really considered to be a major aspect of them. It was their... just meant to be opposite of elves. That's what they are. They're the opposite of the good elves. It wasn't yeah. meant to be scientific. It wasn't meant to be anything Racial other in any way. It's just that it's these guys are one skin color and we like them. These guys are the other skin color and we don't like them. And it's just there as a uh, way to um, be different. All right. Let's, let's see where Bruce wants to say, Bruce, what, what do you got going on? Well, first of all, what are you what are you painting first, and then tell us what you got going on? This is a Minotaur Lord. The last thing I received from a friend of mine, uh, they they didn't know that I'm boycotting WizKids, but WizKids, being a BLM supporter, I'm not gonna buy their shit anymore. Hold so on. what do I have that's WizKids? Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. So anyway, I'll be giving away this over the next few years but isn't wids kids basically just like the uh, teenage version of wizards of the coast products anyways yeah basically but is the it? thing is is that, that i'm what i was going to say is that i'm going to dovetail on this we have decades of tabletop history and uh these these new people bought this the game back in what 97 and they've been consistently rewriting, 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 rewriting. And most gamers I know that have watched this, they might 
begrudgingly play fifth edition only to get the butts at the seats, but I don't see them running the games verbatim. I don't see anybody waving around a hard dick saying, my God, I cannot wait to run Strixhaven at my table. I can't wait for prom night for my player characters. Nobody that I know is saying that at the San Antonio game stores, okay? <laughs> Not a single fucking person is saying that. Not a single GM referee, judge, or dungeon master is out there saying, oh my God, all these years we were closet racists killing all those orcs and drow so indiscriminately. We are no better than the genocidal maniacs of today's society. Nobody's saying this. So my elf is going to ask you out to the Sadie Hawkins dance. Oh crap, that's both sexist and racist at the same time. I, I would I would proudly tell an elf no because <laughs> I won't care. <laughs> it it will it doesn't it, it doesn't help me out it doesn't it, it doesn't pay me anymore it doesn't hurt me and break my leg this is but why i'm having so many problems watching youtube videos like i had plenty of opportunity to watch youtube videos during while i was in the uh, extended stay and so on and so forth and i can't get myself to do it because it's the same nonsense over and over and over again and while i know and i'm getting comments right now like oh i miss these rants and so on and so forth I personally don't like ranting about the same thing over and over again. I really don't, you know, do it a couple of times because you don't know what episodes people watch, but it's just Bruce. It's just the same shit. It's, a, yeah, it's the same. Shit. It's all this. We are so in fucking able to make something new. We have five editions of a game that probably outlived its usefulness, but that's fine. Everybody knows that name. So we'll keep playing it. There's hundreds of other better games out there. I've looked at Earth Dawn Second Ed. No, 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 no! Don't don't do Second Edition. Second Edition only has one good thing going for it, and that's the skill system. You want First Edition, or I have to say, yes, they're woke. But Fourth Edition is a good game in and of itself. If you bring back the First Edition combat chart, well, Second well, Edition's only good thing. Uh, they they introduced some things in Second Edition, like freaking uh, was it? Well, technically, this was introduced as an option in first edition, but they canonized it. Yes, I said it in second edition, where uh, if you have too many magic items, you can turn into a pile of goo. Like the magic takes over your body and just melts you and you die. That's hilarious. That's I wouldn't dumb. do that with my own heartbreaker, <laughs> but I would I would gladly do that in a, uh, in a Dungeons & Dragons 5e game if you forced me to run it. I think I would turn into Monty Hall in the very like final 30 <laughs> minutes of it, I would just destroy the players at the table and turn them into quivering piles of goo. And the OGGM would worship me because I have turned my entire table into slimes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that's an idea that, that just occurred to me. It's like have a uh, have a, uh, a a dungeon where the uh, that's the entire point of the dungeon is uh, you have to avoid getting uh, taken over by the magic power, and you have. Uh, enemies in the uh, game that will try to uh, increase your magic rating. So, so instead of being at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, you're kind of more like at Mordenkainen's Magic Shop? Well, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory was a goddamn death trap. <laughs> what, that is a, a great dungeon. dungeon. Yeah, yeah, it's a great dungeon because like all those kids died. 
I have no problem no, with that. No, she just turned purple for a bit. No, that chick is dead. <laughs> she died. Oh, she he, died. he just fell in some chocolate. He's fine. No, man, he's no. not fine. You ever try to swim in chocolate? He's dead. In, in the movie version, they actually specifically say that they're going to squeeze the juice out of her. Yeah, they had to juice her. I mean, you don't survive that. That's mm. one anyway, of my favorite movies uh, of all I, time. I, I, I want to hit a couple of chats here if you're yeah, okay. Yeah, I want to hit that too. The whole uh, third edition is not bad. No, you you want you want to make your you want to you want to make your own very easily best edition of Earth Dawn ever. You take everything in first edition except for skills. You take second edition skills, put it in first edition. You have perfect Earth Dawn. I, I, I caveat that with one other thing. There's one other change I would make. First edition did not spend enough time and second edition because it pretty much copied first edition, although I did try to change some things. It did not spend enough time playtesting the high circles. I think okay, yeah. fourth edition did a lot better higher circles. If you yeah, stop at eighth circle so slowly that right. If if you stop at eighth circle, ninth circle, then I agree with everything Heathen Dog said. If you are going into the high circles, you know, start talking tenth level, because fifteenth circle, that's like levels in D D. Fifteenth circle is the highest in Earth on. Then fourth edition is the one. Now here's my problem with third edition. I don't like the options. I absolutely do oh, yeah, not like the yeah, options. Yeah. And that's that's where that's where third edition uh, lost it for me. And I know fourth edition has that as well, but fourth edition is just, again, let's go back to like the D&D thing. D&D yeah, 3 is a whole brand new game, but you had basic. Easier. First edition expanded more. Second edition expanded a little more. Third edition just you know, threw the baby out with the bathwater. It became a different thing. And then fourth and fifth were, were, were uh, mutations of third. So, yes. uh, you know, third, third edition earthed on, uh, destroyed the idea of what a discipline is, and that just mutated further in fourth edition. Yes, yes. Yeah. I will say that fourth edition is a better balanced game with one caveat. I always have a caveat, but this I just prefer the combat chart. When it comes to combat, I like the, the, uh, the chart because I like armor defeating hits, and I think they belong in the game because they're ultra-heroic. There's something that the player can look at and go, I got an armor-defeating hit. This thing had 20 armor on it, but guess what? It's not reducing any damage now. And in the in the fourth edition game, the, the main thing is you have a lot of math with these dice rolls. I shouldn't say oh, math, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it's like, Divide okay, hold on. Five, add two, whatever, yeah. It's like, okay, I got I got 15 higher, so that's actually plus six more. I don't have that written down as to what dice. Uh, now I need these two dice instead. You didn't have as much of that in the first three editions. Um so long story short, I like what fourth edition tried to do. I don't like what it did with combat. It had to though. It was, it was unifying the rules, you know? So, so I get why it's there, but I bring back the combat chart. Um, other than that, I think fourth edition is solid. Uh, it's just, it's based on third edition. So I can't blame fourth edition for what third edition did. And that's my problem with third edition. So, okay. And, and then diff, definitely expounded, expanded on Cathay which is something I, I relatively enjoy. So, but okay. Anyway, I, I don't need, we got guests on here, but, but that's my, that's my deal with third edition. I don't hate it. It's just not my earth on. Uh, I, I think that fourth edition, if I'm going to do that, fourth edition is a better, damn, I hate saying that because they, they hate me and apparently I hate them. Uh, you know, but uh, fourth edition is, yeah. Old edition earth on sucked in one regard. 
I ran Vanilla Save for 25 years. Uh, B series suck, too small. Yes, I can build Inve monsters, but I want more. I uh, see, I'm kind of the opposite on that. You know, I you can't see it because it's one shelf above, but I have like all the monsters companions for DD. I just converted those to creatures. There's some creatures handbooks for Earth Dawn. I and that's another thing. Fourth edition, Josh, as much as you hate me now, I love what you did with the Earth Dawn masks thing. The Earth, uh, um, where it's, uh, what masks are in Earth Dawn is, uh, so let's say you have a mundane creature, but you want to give it a certain power. Well, here's what it does to legend point cost. Let's say you want to take a power away to give it that, but you know, whatever, you can mutate these creatures to what you want. You're effectively making unlimited creatures. It's mix and match. It's, it's Lego so creatures. You've got like a template that you mm -hmm. add to it for those that are in the 3.5 and Pathfinder. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, sorry, but the, the whole the whole Lego idea is a pretty good one. Like you, you can take Legos and build anything you want. They they all they all fit together, and they all fit together in an in infinite combination. And this this mechanic allowed you to to take, you know, a, a Lego astronaut and turn him into a Lego construction worker, and gave you a framework to do that. You know, for hey, heathen dog, this great Cthulhu. You know, he's a first edition player. You see uh, what he wrote? armor defeating hits are the positive. <laughs> see the player that you, yes, I loved it. He said D20, D4. They, they took that out of the game, I think, in yep, second edition, did. if I remember they correctly. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they took D20, D4 out. Everybody loved D20, it. D4 because that forward keep exploding that and you, forward you got, keep blowing up, man. And if you got that high, blow up. it's like, come on, give me that 19 or 20. You know, give me something on this D20. You roll that and that forward just got pop, 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 pop. <laughs> that's, that's how my, uh, my uh calverman died a really great death the, the I, but instead of a d4 i got lucky enough to be to have a, a a d10 explode like five times thank you all right bruce didn't mean to cut whoops didn't mean to cut you off uh let's see i'd probably do yep. earth on flames tmt heroes unlimited hey wait till i finish my game in about four or five 20 years if i get to it because uh you might see some some crossover Anyway, <laughs> go, go on. So, uh, so we're going to talk about Legos just for a second because okay. Heathen Dog properly made uh, made a comparison, and I would I would even go and say that D and D from Basic, and I know people might complain about that, but D and D from Basic Edition, all the versions of it, Rule Cyclopedia, Beck Me, all that, everything, BX, and all the way up to three point five Watsy First Edition is basically Legos. You can mix and match and interchange shit pretty easily. But where things fall apart is when you're trying to bring things from 4th edition and 5th edition D&D or 2nd and 3rd edition WotC edition to 3.5 or before. Because you're bringing the, the Duplo sets, the, the sets for the toddlers, <laughs> the, the parts that are supposed to be chewed on, that are made that of non-toxic paint. We just gave three, four, and five edition D and D players. Well, I feel I the same it. way about three, though. I hated prestige classes. Absolutely despised them. The, the, the I'm part. I'm part Myrmidon. I'm part fighter. I'm sorry. Sorry, my Hawkman. I'm part thief. I'm part assassin. I'm part. Shut. No. Pick a goddamn class and know your role. That's why I the, like kits. The hilarious okay, part is that um, some versions of Legos are in fact designed to interlock with Duplo blocks. I know. I know some like, of them are. Confused my group. <laughs> uh, yesterday, though, I actually bought a a, a pair of uh, a Creo uh, uh, building sets. One of which is Megatron, and one of which is some 
guy called Ironhide who I don't remember. What? You don't remember oh, Ironhide? What? I, I, I'm not someone who watched you one Transformers. Okay, you get him off the stream. Fuck him. <laughs> my, 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 my start with Transformers was actually watching Beast Wars. Well, Beast Wars oh. had a good story, but fuck you if you don't like Gen 1 Transformers and don't know who Ironhide I, is. I, I, Ironhide's I, a main character you have. That's as important as knowing Starscream. Wait, did, did, he died in the movie, right? Yes. He died I, I, cry, I cried, dude. I absolutely died cried. In the beginning of the movie. Such heroic nonsense. Exactly, yes. Starscream ah! murdered him. I know, I know, I know. Calm down. The, the, the most hilarious moment with Starscream <laughs> is uh, when in Transformers Armada, he becomes friends with the Earth kids and actually starts using the cyber key for Earth. Starts yeah. using what? Uh, the, the, the whole like cyber key thing in uh, uh, one of the versions of, of Transformers, where it's I like a, a space war. Uh, there, there were a few episodes where Starscream, because of his deep hatred of Megatron, uh, decided to side with the uh, people who were protecting Earth. Well, so part, part of the interruption with himself. I, I have to interrupt for just a second. Great Cthulhu, if we don't talk about it, remind me to mention our Blade story. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's just one of those things where uh, he actually ended up dying a hero's death in that version of it. Well, it, it, it was hilarious. Starscream dying a hero's death is a complete accident. <laughs> this is true. It's just I, that... He, he he went that route because of the fact that his hatred of Megatron had reached the point where he hated Megatron more than he hated the Autobots. Yeah. So he See, was it, willing it, it's to very work much with the like Autobots a, to kill Megatron. Yeah. It's uh, back when we when we did the Legion Myth live stream, we did uh, with with uh, Garthon, we, we did comics as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of those comics was uh, Invincible Iron Man. That's where Dr. Doom for a while became Iron Man. He became a good guy. Mm -hmm. But the reasoning behind that, the good guys couldn't get behind because the reasoning was, listen, I've been a bad guy for like my entire life. I've tried to take over the world. I've, I've tried to conquer this, conquer that. Every time I failed, what's the com I'm a smart guy. What's the common denominator? Well, me trying to take over the world. Well, what if I go the other way? Maybe I'll fucking win. Maybe maybe I'll throw a W on my board. So he started being a good guy. You know what? He threw up three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer. I mean, he and Shield were working. Shield had had him like an open kill order on him. But they wouldn't kill him because he was bringing bad guy after bad guy in like by the dozens. He was a very effective good guy. Very effective. So he uh, the, that 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 kind of your whole idea of Starscream dying a hero's death because you know that's just the way it happened. Like you know, Do Doctor Doom being one of the greatest heroes ever, he only did it because he was tired of losing. And and, and in in this uh, case, uh, that's exactly what it was: is that Starscream kept getting his ass kicked by Megatron. Well, he's supposed yeah, he's, to. That's the Transformers that, stick. That, 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 yeah, that's the whole trope. You know, the whole. It's also because Chris Lada, the original yeah. voice of, of Starscream, couldn't show up half the time because the dude was a crazy alcoholic. Apparently, he's dead he, now. He unfortunately, bailed out of jail. Yeah, he was getting yeah. very. Well, I mean, well, he, there's some fun stories if you can hear Frank Welker talk about it. Frank Welker like, is by far my favorite voice actor ever. 
th th this is the same continuity where I don't Star know Frank or Peter figured out how to make himself <laughs> uh, gigantic by transformer standards, so that he was so big that his fist was the size of Megatron, and he still got his ass kicked by Megatron. Megatron's problem was megalomania. Other than that, he actually had pretty decent plans. Starscream was just a doofus. Like, yeah. and, and, and what really makes me angry about Starscream, because he was one of my favorite characters, is that he was actually supposed to be highly intelligent. He was a scientist. <laughs> like, but he wasn't. He's like a gnome. He's, he's the perfect Transformer gnome. Yeah, well, the, the Dragonlance gnome. <laughs> Dragonlance gnome, there you go. Yeah, Dragonlance gnome. That's the way it is. Yo, they make these giant, huge, intricate things that are, but for some reason, they're so overly complicated and, and, bull, and, and, and bull crappy, they really don't work as intended. So, you know, you have to be a genius to build it, but if you were just under genius and just a little smart, you'd build it better, faster, stronger, and smaller. You know, you, you wouldn't screw it up so bad. So here's Star a question Kender. for chat for, for, for Star Ken <laughs> accidentally picks up stuff like, Oh, the Kander John. Um, but uh, so what would you guys think? And I'm putting this out to chat again. What would you guys think if I could convince Garthon to do it? This might be a hard sell, but if I could convince Garthon to do a comic book review like once a week or something like that, maybe on a Wednesday, either it's a live stream or recorded video. Um, who here? I mean, would you guys want to see something like that? The, the reason that was removed from our channel or you can watch the old ones, it was because people commented they didn't like the fact that we had RPGs, anime, and and uh, tabletop RPGs all in one. Heathen Dog yeah. and I are still confused about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean... One thing I think might be a, a good I, uh, idea is basically like having like separate segments where it's like... Uh, we have That's what it was. That's what it was. It was separate I, segments, but it was in the same live stream. You know, we had, we had a segment for anime, we had a segment for comics, and we had a segment and and, and very regimented because I beat these guys up. I very yeah, oh much. Oh God, no! Thirty minutes, thirty minutes a segment. Boom, 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 yeah. and and I got good at it. You did. Yeah. I got good. Yeah, it's, it's I like... was always twenty-five to thirty-five minutes. That was my time frame. I spent four days out of the and week there still wasn't a single stream that didn't get a complaint from me scripts and everything and i got good at it and then he pulls this bullshit on me where it's a free form oh talk all you want bull crap for five hours and you know like <laughs> let's talk about wheelchairs down the drain let's talk and about he, wheelchairs. And this son of a bitch this son of a bitch right here he actually told me oh i'm moving away from slideshows i wanted to punch him in the face he did he was like he was doing everything. I'm like, no, not not in these live streams anymore, unless it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. Um, so here's the blade. Here's the blade story for uh, Great Cthulhu. Um, if you've ever watched the show, I've actually mentioned this a couple of times, especially when we talk about player agency and should GMs cheat and so on and so forth. And here's an example of me cheating as a game master. It was in the Blades module. Yep. Um, it was at the end when they when they fight Betrayer, yep. and they literally beat Betrayer in the first round before Betrayer could attack. Yep, we went first, and Blades. he shouldn't have ever gone. Blades is a module for Earth Dawn. Uh, okay. It's where you get six daggers and find a, uh, create a group pattern, so on and so forth. And and so I was like, uh, wait, what? No, no, I'm not gonna have all this build up for that anticlimactic uh, ending. Also, because I always, I don't care if it's a mundane horror construct, let, you know, let alone a horror itself. I always want them to feel in danger from them, whether it's strong, weak, whatever. So I was like, no. So I was like, uh-uh, it's not dead. Not going to let that happen. However, 
The other side of that is I wouldn't let it kill a player character either. There's no chance that, that a player character was going to die because they technically already won. I just wanted them to feel the actual combat. And I think we got like four to six rounds of combat out of there and a couple people did get beat up. I remember Eric got beat up and he was the warrior. Yeah, yeah. A, a couple people went unconscious or very close to, mm. but, uh, but so something was up because you usually don't say these words. How, how many points until you're until you're unconscious rating? Yeah. You usually don't care, but at that point you cared. And looking back, I, it should have rang a bell in my head, like something was going on. Because usually you don't care. You, usually you say you take this much damage. Like, oh, I'm in my unconscious rating. Oh, okay, then this happens. You never ask. How many points until unconscious again for you? So as far as the minions, no, these guys had done a good job of getting, if I remember correctly, it was like a, some, like a river, like an underground cavern riverway or whatever it was that you guys were like swimming through or, or yep. boating through. I, I, I forget, this was in the nineties that I did this. So I don't remember all of this. I just remember the, the last event and they had done a, a good job of either getting around or defeating anything that was supposed to be in there. And when it came to the end, when it was just them and Betrayer, first of all, yes, it was just them and Betrayer, but I didn't care because Betrayer was going to, uh, <laughs> Betrayer's strong, has all types of, um, what are they called? What are they called? Uh, talent shredder type stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, for, I forget the, the the abilities that they get that are the equivalent of talents. I, I yeah, yeah. If, if he went first, it, yes. it may have been a different story, but we had so many characters, me included. We had the warrior and everything else. Uh, we, we, we had so many characters that had initiative boosting abilities that in well, one people... of you guys rolled a 40 and I don't know yeah, if that was, was Garthon or not, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, we had so many initiative boosting abilities that enough of us went first to where he wasn't able to use all of his talent shredding abilities, his horror karma, all that other stuff. He wasn't, he wasn't able to utilize all of his abilities before he was dead. Yeah, had I, had I run that combat, if they had not won, I can pretty much guarantee two or three characters would have yeah, died. Some of us would have died because he, he would have targeted the warrior. He would have targeted uh, at, at the time. I think I was playing uh, the the monk class. Yes, yes, the pugilist, the one that I yeah, made. The, yeah, the, the the yeah the the one that you made. Yes. So uh, so I didn't have any. He 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 would have he would have shredded my uh, my my unarmed combat talent. And uh, he 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 would have shredded the the uh, the warriors initiative talent, and it would have been it would have been a bad time. It would have been a bad time. I just you know this is one of the things about Earthdon. Somebody's probably like, but you said you liked the combat uh, the uh, the was it the combat chart? What was that? the success level chart? That's what it was. Uh, but then you take it away from. I always made sure I didn't care who they were fighting, what they were fighting. A horror is not something. Remember what I used to have you guys do anytime I even mentioned the word horror. Like anytime I said the word horror, that like somebody said the word horror and a couple of you went overboard with it. I can't remember who it was, but uh, be like, okay, saying the word horror is like the Salem witch trial. So as soon as somebody says horror, at least for the first couple of sessions, you guys had to go <gasps> just to, I think it was Bob that kept doing it even after yeah, kept like, doing it, like overdoing it. But yeah. what, what would happen was Garthon would say it all the time in front of like NPC villagers. No, Bob did that. Garthon was smart enough not to do that. I thought he did it all the time ju just to cause trouble. No, it was Bob. It was, it was Bob, Bob okay. that, and well, he kept saying, did it. "It's my, it's my low charisma." You know, I do that because with Mombasa. No, man, it doesn't matter what low charisma you do. You, you don't, you don't pull out your thing in public, right? 
I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter how low your, your charisma is, you yeah. know, to keep your wang in your pants when you're at church. Well, well, it's, it's, it's like the whole All thing right. is like the, the, the difference between <laughs> being stupid and, and being just like completely off the board, like, um, uh, not understanding the difference between rocks and food. <laughs> A, a character with a three intelligence, I know, especially in second edition AD&D, they like to say, this person's borderline retarded. And, you know, a monkey no, has a five. In, you are in, literally the least intelligent you can be. And but that's, be that's not how those numbers were meant to be used. The numbers weren't meant to be used. That three means you can't do anything. It was only when you were doing something way out of the ordinary or outside of somebody's echoing, by the way, outside of what the, uh, we'll say the proficiencies of the character would be. Let drooling Bob cast Meteor Swarm. Nothing bad could well, happen. He can't cast a spell because wizards require an intelli a minimum intelligence of nine. Of nine. Yeah. But just because somebody has an intelligence of three doesn't mean the person can't come up with a tactic for defeating some goblins. And a bad game master, which I have done in the past, long time ago, would say, like, no, you, your character's not smart enough to know that. That that's not how Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe a more storytelling game, yes, but that's not how Dungeons and Dragons is supposed to be played. That character with the three intelligence is just as survivable as anybody else. He's just not going to be reading the books. He's not going to be learning the intricacies of the magic. Doesn't mean he can't farm. Farming is only meant to be rolled if there's a drought or there's an emergency or you're trying to do something weird. Proficiencies were never meant for basic stuff. Yeah. But the thing is, he's also never going to be the head farmer. He's never going to be the captain of the guard. Fair. He's never going to be the the chief retainer. You right. Know? He's always going to be the grunt. He's always going to be the. Farmer. But he can be very successful at that. Still, he can be very successful grunt, but he's never going to get better than that. Mongo realizes he is anywhere. Well, like what Bruce is so. Yes, might not be the most literate, but it doesn't mean uh, th there's this misnomer. And somebody wrote a book about this, and and it seemed like an excuse book, but now I actually like that the excuse is out there, where it's like just because an ape has an intelligence of like five, six, seven, whatever it is, doesn't mean that a human with an intelligence of four is stupider than an ape. Yeah, they uh, they, uh, they moved away from that a lot in second edition, but in in uh, advanced D and D first edition, they had the uh, a great demarcation. This is called animal intelligence, and this is regular intelligence. Animal intelligence of 18 is not the same as intelligence of 18. An animal intelligence of 18 is is uh, has a such a finely honed uh, uh, cunning and and uh, combat tactical survival stuff, but. An, an animal intelligence of 18 can't read Hamlet, can't solve a puzzle. Yeah, it's never going to be able to read. It doesn't yeah, have, yeah. and it's never going to have a larynx to talk. Yeah, this this admiral, this uh, admiral, this 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 animal that has an animal intelligence of 18 will still not be able to play chess. All right, it's a, it's a different level. It's you know, it's it's uh, it's conveying uh, uh, combat tactics, mm -hmm. uh, intuition, uh, cunning. Uh, knowing when it's to run. Own animal instincts. Yeah, instinct. Yeah, it's it's conveying the level of instinct, not actual <laughs> level of intelligence. So the animal intelligence is different. Can't argue with this one. <laughs> Apes can't take IQ tests. Yes, you're right. They can't. 
by the way, uh, DM Bloodworth, welcome. You know, I, I put the link in uh, well in all the chats, but in, in our Discord chat, if you want to jump in and say hello. Uh, but thanks for coming by. We also haven't streamed in a long time either, so this that's why this one's a little bit more haphazard. Just kind of we're we're just talking on the entire thing was like a segment three. But thanks for coming by. Um, yeah, well, RPGs are an academic game. I think intelligence is overrated. Okay, of what use your mental faculties, abstract thinking when you don't have wits and common sense. And instinct. Well, one of the so one of the things that that is a problem for RPGs as a whole. It's easy for strength, we'll say, mm. but for things like intelligence, everybody everybody in the world thinks they're the most intelligent person. I know I'm more intelligent than Heathen Dogmar Hopkins and Bruce. That's just a given. And just <laughs> as just as everybody thinks that they're the best player on the internet, so you must be hacking in order to beat them, right? Um, the, the point, and of course I'm the most charismatic person as well. And I'm the most wise. And I, I need you to talk like Alan Oppenheimer when you're talking about shit like this. Okay. <laughs> I, I well, need you to say beast man, you boob. <laughs> but but the, the, the point that I'm making is it's hard to abstract that sometimes. So how do you abstract somebody's intelligence? I know the original D and D like to say, well, a 10 intelligence is like 100 IQ. Well, what if my IQ is only 90? I think it's 180, but it's 90. How do I play that 18 intelligence character? Now, as a game master, I could say, well, you're not going to do it. Or we abstract and say, okay, your character would know. What I hate as a game master, though, is telling the player at every freaking opportunity, your character knows this, your character knows that, your character knows these other things. Sometimes as a character, just make the shit up and I'll go with it. You know, um, you know, that's why Star Trek and Star Trek Next Generation, like the oh, last yeah. six season, everything was tachyons. Everything was oh, fucking yeah, solved by tachyons yeah, it, because they couldn't think of anything else. No, no. And they, they actually they actually put in, in the script, place Technobabble here. <laughs> right. They put in the script, place Technobabble here. And then and then some someone would write would write the Technobabble and uh, and then 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 data would say it. And then it would get done, and that that was the answer to the problem, we, or whatever. You know, we used to make me angry. Like if if if, if, uh, if someone's character has an eighteen intelligence, and you just gotta, you just all you have to do is ramble some techno babble and make your roll. And if you make your roll, that techno babble's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna time her out again. Why? No, don't time her out again. All right, fine. Um, I, I had something I was gonna somebody said something up here, some animals probably saw uh somebody said something else, and I wanted to uh, I, don't, I don't remember what it was now. Oh well, see, that's where I am not intelligent. I forget things now. I am not an elephant. The elephant is smarter than me, it remembers more than I do. Well, no, uh, no, that's a myth, but uh I know. <laughs> this this one right here. Uh some animals solve problems better than some humans. Yes, okay, fine. You know, there there's the whole thing where you know, uh the whole rats in a maze, squids in a tunnel, whatever you want to, you want to, we don't talk about where, jellyfish where live forever. Figured out, but the <laughs> animal did. That's that's more instinct. It's doing it because it's doing it to survive. It's cunning. It's, you should never cool. need to roll an intelligence check for an animal. No, no, <laughs> never. Sometimes my cats outsmart me. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, there was a, there was absolutely a point I wanted to make in what I was saying, and I sidetracked myself, and I'm really good at doing that. I don't remember what the hell it was. There was something I wanted to to add to. We're rolling for uh, oh, uh, all the best people. In the, so, so the choices were like uh, to kind of repeat myself here, so I can jog my memory. You can kick the person out of the game. It's just like charisma. I will say that I am one of those people who feels that we have been playing charisma incorrectly, and we all do it. 
How do you how do you roll an attack roll? You roll your roll, you see what the result is. How do you roll your intelligence check? You roll your intelligence check, see if you figured it out. Why is it we make people do the charisma thing before we do the roll? No. Your character has a charisma. It doesn't matter how much your charisma is. And now I remember what I wanted to say, and I'm going to backtrack right now. Cutting myself off. So it's doing the scientific thing. I think that Bruce was talking about a moment ago. Um, sometimes, yeah, you just, just put it out there. And I really hate it when players at the table, and, and I've got to admit, I used to be guilty of this. <laughs> well, actually, that's not how it works. Like I remember the one that I remember from Al was when he was going off on lasers one time. Well, actually green lasers are stopped by this type of chlorine gas. Or like nobody fucking cares. It's a game. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, I get it. You're smart. Uh, and you know way more about lasers than I do. The laser would pew pew through this and hit your ass, you know, or, or whatever was going on at that point. And, and, and again, I've been somewhat guilty of that as, as well as a, both a player and a game master. It's like, no, it's a game. It's meant to abstract. Just let it happen. There has to be some suspension of disbelief in that. Just because heathen dog over here isn't a laser master but wants to shoot somebody with his laser gun doesn't mean that you are automatically going to counter him because you decided to put the right type of gas floating out there that should diffuse it. Unless there's a legit re game reason for that. It's like in Earth Dawn, going to skate Earth Dawn again in one of the, uh, the modules called Terror in the Skies. It specifically has put in there, don't let the characters make parachutes. That technology doesn't exist in the Earth Dawn world. It's unnecessary in the Earth Dawn world. And no Earth Dawn character would ever think of it because it's not necessary. So don't try to outthink the game. Try to play your character. And that's why a character with a three intelligence can be just as competent in a fight as a character with an 18 intelligence, tactics, and so forth, he's just not going to read the book or get it out of a manual. He's going to have to do it more trial and error. Okay, well, here, I, here's the problem, though. Um, this is, uh, th this is uh, along the same vein as uh, the player's ability versus the character's ability. So obviously, the player is going to have an intelligence greater than three. You because hope. personally, <laughs> I wouldn't play with someone with the equivalent intelligence of three. They what does like open a, duck cover oh, mean? Oh, you're ableist. Yes, I am. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. But here's the thing. The other side of the coin. What if the player is more charismatic, smarter, whatever, than their character? Especially an alpha personality. There you go. So, uh... What if, uh, in, and here, here's, here's the problem. Uh, a, a lot of people go to extremes. They will say, okay, I want you to role play it. And then this person is very charismatic, an exceptional role player. And you give him a bonus to his die roll to, to convince an NPC be, because his role playing was excellent. Do you think that that doesn't favor a good, uh, we'll even say like a thespian, uh, a critical role yeah, type no, player? No, it does. It does favor. But the thing is, maybe it favors them too much. Maybe a, a, a middle ground has to be done. You don't give bonuses or minuses based on the role play. You only require some kind of role play before yes. a role can be made. Oh, well, so, so the way the way I do it now, and you haven't seen it yet because I, I do it exactly the wrong way, if you want to call it that, you, back when I ran games with you, um, is I just say, okay, make your roll. And once the roll is made, then let's say it comes up a one. All right, role play how you botch this. <laughs> you know, 
Right, I, right. I'm gonna kick your okay. ass if you don't give me this hamburger. Max, you know, what Max, was that? I have to ask Max. Uh huh. What exactly is the right way to role play, and how do we keep the authorities of Washington State from barging in our homes and? I don't live in Washington State, so move out of there first. Uh, secondly, there is no necessarily right way to role play other than what's right for your table. Um, I mean, uh, that's one of the things that I like to tell people. I'm, I learned this. Hour. I used to say I'm a heavy role play group, but then I learned when I got the drama queens in there that no, I'm not because <laughs> I don't LARP. Uh, basically, so I'm a moderate role play. I want you to enjoy your character, get into your character, and be your character while, while you're at the table. But I also need you to separate the game from reality. I need you to, you know, I like my games to be more serious. I don't like games that are always cracking wise and cracking jokes at every opportunity, especially when they're supposed to be kind of an emotional element, because I do like to add those emotional elements. At the same time, I don't want to push away people that are completely uncomfortable role-playing. Right. What I do... And, and that, that's that, that's what I was talking about. Uh not giving bonuses or, or penalties for role play, but require some kind of role play. And your and your idea of make the role, and whether you succeed or fail, role play that success or failure. That's a great idea. But the thing is, I love it when people role play well. So I bias myself and give them bonuses for role playing well. In my mind. I'm thinking, oh, I'm actually incentivizing other people to role play well, too. But yeah, in, in reality. reality, maybe that person is the best role player at the table and I'm screwing everybody over. Well, here, let's use an example of you and me. The last time we went to Gen Con and played Earth Done, yep. I like to think that I'm a fairly decent role player. I hadn't been doing it a lot at, at that point. In fact, I was so happy to be at a convention to finally play some games again. Um Al has for many years been a type A personality, kind of takes over games to some degree, right? Yep. While you were playing that game, we did nothing. You did everything. Now, not necessarily a complaint, not necessarily just, just it, that's what happened. You were that type A personality, role-playing your character, in fact, to the point that the GM loved it. But everybody else was kind of just sitting and watching. Very few people. The other two people that weren't even part of our little, little, you know, uh, cabal. Well, yeah. Yeah. I they they did. You know, one guy tried to do something. He didn't seem to be into the role playing, but you were role playing and so forth. But your character wasn't actually supposed to be that type. No. So again, observation, not complaint. So when you when you run into situations like that, I mean, I don't want to hold a, a player back. If you're role playing and people are enjoying it, go for it. At the same time, I want you to be in your character. If your character has a charisma of seven, you're not going to be the, vo the group's voice. And somebody typed in the chat that there are reaction tables. Well, those reaction tables were based on charisma, but it was also based on a war game, uh, coming from the war game mentality of basic D&D, &D, chainmail, so on and so forth. The games have evolved since then, in my opinion. Don't have to evolve to the point of what they are now, but I'm saying you can add in this stuff. If you choose not to, don't do it. You know, this will probably be another one of those story versus role-playing game arguments or some nonsense like that where it's like, oh, you, you let them act out. They should just roll dice. Whatever. Well, if the how, about, how about like whenever you go into a situation with your rogue player Kill him. and you decide, hey, you think there's a trap in this room and your guy goes, okay, well, what do I see? And so you start describing the room contents to him and he's looking around and you ask him, what I need you to do is kind of just show me on the figurines or where you might be wanting to pay attention on things. 
and we're going to have this two-way conversation. Do you ever do that with your party while the rest of the party sits and waits for the rogue to finish doing his thing? I used to. Uh, Nowadays, I'm more like, if you say you're searching for traps, see, I'm more of a numbers person now. And I think it's because, um, I don't know why. I I think it's because I started... it's easier and there's there's less adjudication. Well, and well you can here's just here's move the thing. On with the adventure. It takes 10 minutes to search for traps. Okay, yeah. for 10 That's minutes you're searching for traps. That's already your penalty. If you want to tell me everything you're doing to search for traps, Great. maybe if you're lucky as hell to say I lift up the second uh, lino- linoleum tile from the left or something like that, I'll take a minute off or whatever. But ultimately you've already got that 10 minute penalty for searching for the traps. So why am I going to force you to try well, if he doesn't find it in the exact little spot? <laughs> you know, no, you, you take your 10 minutes, then you make your roll. You found something or you didn't find something. And if you found it, I'll describe it. I'll try to describe it and you know in the best detail I can so that it's interesting. But I used to do that, Bruce. I don't do that anymore because I kind of found it took away from the skill rolls. Like my character's supposed to be good at this. Or I made your character. So what, what's the second edition AD&D characters like percent chance to find a trap, like 10% or some garbage like that? Like it's I- low. Yeah, I mean, I just made a 50. You're supposed to go through thieves. That's, you know, thieves have the fastest XP, XP gain because they die. <laughs> like you, and you, they are the your Robin to your Hall of Justice. Right? They do die there you a lot. Go. No, no, Gloop or Gleep, whatever the hell that monkey's name was. Gleek, oh yes. Gleek, watching Gleek die is amazing. The modern gamer uh, likes RP as comedy. I do see that a lot. That's one of the reasons why I think I've, I've uh, recalled against that because I used to like comedy in my games. To some degree. I didn't like it distracting at the table, but I did like it. Now, if, if, if the table's laughing, I'm mad. <laughs> That's exaggeration. But the, the, the point, if, if they're, especially if they're laughing at emotional content, because I do still role play. I still put that out there. Now, I don't role play every shopkeeper. I think this is one of those things that uh, I got into a Twitter argument with somebody over. I don't role play every shopkeeper. And if you're doing that, you're boring. It shouldn't take four hours to buy the equipment you need for your characters. You know, but... If there's something interesting your character wants that's more than just getting some rope, you know, then I'll role play it out because, you know, are you going to haggle? Are you going to, you know, anyway. Um, Conan loads. Where I feel like I missed a lot of chats here. No, there, there's a whole lot of, of Conan, high okay. intelligence, low intelligence, high wisdom. There's a whole lot of, there, there's debate in chat. It's it's not at us. They're, they're debating with each other. And I okay. love the fact okay. you're doing that. No, that's, that's awesome. No, chat's allowed to debate with themselves. Yeah, I mean, fine. that's we want everybody to be engaged here, so that's good. Um, but but uh, Bruce, yeah, the quick answer is I don't do that anymore. I used to. I might if I feel it's necessary, but ultimately, I, unless the game says search for traps is one round, then yes, I would absolutely do that. But when Have the you game ever ran Grimtooth traps, no. Oh, I have the I have the big fat book. You can probably see it behind me. Yeah, the, the big fat book is my favorite book I've got in my collection. I don't I don't favorite. like it. I, what? I they're way too crazy. See, I like my stuff to be very realistic. I have to be able to explain it. And a tra- and a trap that you walk into that turns a pyramid upside down and then teleports you to the other side of it is not a realistic trap for me. Well, I can't that, that happens in maybe one sixth of all the traps. They have varying degrees of mechanical cumin, they have varying degrees of deadliness, they are separated very well i think and they have a rating system which lets you know immediately like is this too gonzo for your group Probably they all are. <laughs> i mean oh, for me where the hell here it is ah. 
Yeah, this this book, by the way, for you aspiring judges out there, this is the book that you should probably have within your library because it is good bathroom reading material. And it, you will find, no, you're going to find something when you go in there. Like, oh, my God, my player characters, half of them would die. I've got to do this someday. Okay, okay. Just, so so what, what, what you're saying is even if you don't use the this book religiously, you're going to read it, and at worst, you're going to get a good idea. Yeah, you're going to be inspired to do something. Yes. It will inspire you for table for an event or two. Probably an event or two once every six months on a frequent basis. Here's one. Oh, let's change the whole dungeon. When you step on the trap, it turns changing the hallway. So if you map your dungeon, your maps are now useless. Because Excuse me. Uh, they do have those uh, cardboard pieces for sale from Paizo and Watsi where you have the dungeon tiles. And you can now twist your hallways. You can do all sorts of things with that. And I like drawing a dungeon. Don't get me wrong. But my players haven't picked up on the fact that whenever I lay out the dungeon tiles, that the dungeon will shift. They haven't figured that out yet. If that's well, the intent of a good job, uh, yeah, good job, yeah. If that's the intent of a dungeon, I, I that, that's that. that's great. I don't have a problem with that. But but for me, for me personally, that is just. Unless it's a high-level party, that goes too far for me. I like things like you know spike traps, you know like snake uh, snake traps in in a in a uh, chest. You put your hand in it, the the trap goes. Now, if you try to pull your hand out, you rip your hand off. So how are you going to undo it? You know things like that. Still dangerous, still partially deadly, and so forth. But I just I have a hard time with things that just like take an entire dungeon. Like where's the mechanism that turns us around? Because I also do low magic games. Well, where it, and, if you can, you should you absolutely should? There should be an entire chamber that's forty foot by sixty foot by eighty foot tall with huge gears in it with dwarven engineering that should scare you. Mm -hmm. That changes an entire dungeon setup, and that should be there should be a room like that every six hundred feet. <laughs> no, <laughs> and there should be an entire like crawl space or like perfectly heighted hallway for gnomes and dwarves to go through and maintain these. But because, you know, your game <laughs> is your game, you should try that one of these days in these lost or for frontier areas and just watch players be intrigued at first and be like, oh, fuck this. At, at the end of hour four, when, when it's break time or maybe you got to cut for the next game session, they'll be like, man, we're done. We're done. This is a dwarven hell. Stop, stop, stop. I mean, I, I I could see it as a one-off. I could never do that. Just my brain wouldn't allow it. I again, I like my stuff to make more sense. Like even the Indiana Jones traps are a little uh, out there. Can can, can be a, can be a bridge too far for me uh, in in well, some regard. I, in the Not last crusade, it was a little out there. Yeah, like yeah, stepping like, on the yeah. letter and then it's infinite. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Like. 2000 year old blade traps that still work. Uh Now the blade trap didn't bother me because no, 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 it was it small. Me because they didn't just come out of the wall, they also spun like saw blades. I'm like, "No, 2000 years of rust, sorry dude, I don't care if it is a desert. It's your that that." No, no, what, what, what was the, what was too far for me on the uh uh kneel before god uh, trap was the fact that not only did it work, it worked multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was it was auto spring loading both ways. Like, come on, dude. Fair. Really? I, I, now, now somebody's gonna say, but these are fantasy games, blah blah. I, I, I get it. I, I, I like my games. 
I get in trouble every time I say this word. I like my games to be more realistic or have more realistic elements. Fireballs aren't real. Dragons aren't real. Shut yeah, up. You know, know what I'm saying. Know. Come on. Suspend some disbelief. But at the same time, you know, you, you want a trap or an event that the player, not, not the player characters, but the player can wrap their head around. And if you have an event or a trap or a dungeon that is too far out there on left field, the players are going to have a bad time because they're not going to be able to wrap their head around They'll the disengage. Uh, They'll disengage with it. Yeah, they, they will completely disengage it. and go, whatever. You're, you're suspending some of the disbelief. Yeah, suspend some disbelief, it. but don't let them not believe anything. Oh, are you ready for DM Bloodworth, everybody? Please bring him in. I love that guy. All right, let's bring in some DM Bloodworth. How are you doing, sir? Haven't had a chance hey. to talk to you in a while. How's everyone doing? Good. Doing Bloodworth, wonderful. how are you doing? Yeah, I've been missing the show for a while. Well, so. we we this is our first stream in like three months. So <laughs> yeah. But thank you for coming by. What what do you have for us? Um, I, I'm just you know paying attention, listening to oh, uh, yeah. you guys talking about uh, you know playing characters whose uh, whose attributes are not exactly the same as the uh, as different. a player. Different, different you know. Um, <laughs> so um, you know, and, and I th I think Heathen Dog actually had it down pretty good in, in the fact that uh you know somebody, somebody clipped one, that and actually actually even max said the same thing and said that you know strength is easy to do because you don't have to you, you're you're not exceeding anything in real life uh while you're playing a role-playing game but you know when you're trying to play a character that is very um you know very much higher than you know possibly your own intelligence or certainly more charismatic than you might be then um, I think that that's where game mechanics can come in. All right. And that's one of the downsides that I see to like the intelligence uh, mechanic um, where, you know, your higher intelligence just gives you additional languages. And, and to me, that's kind of a, you know, that's not a real big benefit. Most you know, of us as, just turn those into non-weapon proficiencies anyway. Well, but. yeah, yeah. With the well, whole non-weapon proficiencies gives you bonuses as well. Well, yeah, it, yeah. It's what I've been doing recently, actually, with uh, if you have like a plus one intelligence modifier, or at least you should based on that level, whether it's a 16 or, or a 17, whatever system you're actually using, yeah. um, that can translate to um, being able to memorize an additional spell. Okay. Or maybe that reduces the speed um, requirement or, you know, the round requirement, segment requirement in casting that spell. Or it does give you a damage bonus. Or so it, it gives you an additional uh, something that yeah, you can simulate on, on that the, higher that intelligence. Using, exactly. You something like like if, if, if your system uses mana, if you have a higher intelligence, you'll use less mana per spell or magic points right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's just putting it, I think, on par with the physical attributes, which actually have an immediate, you know, mechanical benefit. Effect. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, you know, yeah, additional languages. I mean, what, what the hell am I doing with the five extra languages? <laughs> it, like, it'll it'll come in handy once or twice in your whole adventure. I am very big because I used to be a linguist. I'm very big on the language side of it. I have, now I don't have 7,004 languages. Like I speak the under goblin version for the, the three gnomes that made up their own little secret. No, 
but I, I, one of the big things I've said it a lot here when it comes to like sorcerers for third edition and beyond, how it's like they never will take things like comprehend language. You will need that in my game. I promise you this. Do you speak orc? What? No. Okay. Are 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 you a wizard or a cleric? Do you have tongues? Well, I didn't memorize that. But you knew you were coming here, right? Yeah. Well, that's all you. I kind of hate racial languages. Really? I really do. I I can see where like different languages. I think alignment languages are even worse. Yeah. I I think racial languages are crap. I, I think uh, okay. if your like jaw is formed differently, you might have a, a different tongue you use to communicate with others of your kind. But okay. I think oh, if we're all generally oh, humanoidish, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. I understand what you're saying. I, I, I think I understand. But uh, th think I, I think of racial languages and learning a language outside your race, kind of like the way I speak Japanese. Japanese people understand me when I say the word, but they say I'm saying it wrong. Uh, oh, no, and I hear that all the time. Yeah, I speak perfect Japanese with an American accent. <laughs> well, it's like if anybody watches Rikeda La, he says Doki Doki instead of Doki Doki. Right. And exactly. he's like, I, you know, he's like, I'm not saying Doki Doki. That just sounds dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, the <laughs> thing is, you know, a, 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 a gnome, not a gnome, a, an orc will understand a human speaking orcish but to the orc's ear it'll sound like he's an idiot but he'll the meaning will come across so so bruce how would you handle that then would you use what location languages kind of like yeah. we do okay yeah very much based on location but see i don't have my my races intermixing so the orc lands is like the mongol empire that's racist would Whatever. you have like a would you have like a barrier between them, like a huge mountain range, or like a like really... wizard's first rule kind of thing here. <laughs> Say again, like a wizard's first rule kind of thing here. Yeah, um, I do sometimes. It depends on my landscape. I don't have a defined map that I've used like for all my campaigns. I always try to do them a little differently, or I do my own interpretation. Like I'll use Crin, but I'll say everything you know about Crin is wrong. Um, I'm just using it for the map. You know, things like that. What what I ultimately tend to do is, yeah, I mean, if it's an island, like, uh, you know, this this island is going to be a group of people. If there are multiple groups of people there, let's say some elves and humans, right? They will have communication capability. They'll have their own language, yes. But that's also why there are different elven languages and different human languages. I don't tend to go that in depth where it's like you have to have 75 languages. Tell me you speak elf, dwarf, um you know, gnome. Yeah, squirrel, like most, don't speak to squirrels. I mean, come on. Most people in the United States understand each other pretty well because most of us speak Americanized English, right? Well, I'm in Alabama now. I don't know how true that. Is. Yes. But, well, no. But it's, if it, I pick a guy no, no, from no, Montana, you're, you're understand conversational English around the country. There are some places where it gets stupid weird, but just just like uh, British English. Or just as they would say, just English. Uh, when 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 you start getting all Cockney and Welshy and stuff, even they have some problems sometimes. And me, I got nothing. It's all clicks and whistles. I, I but, could uh, not. I I, I I get the same thing from uh, some backwood Louisiana stuff. Yeah, I was just going to say. I want to take a English? guy from really? from Balmer, from Baltimore. I want to take a guy from uh, Concord, New Hampshire. Somebody. <laughs> From fifty miles north of Nolens, 
and a dude from Montana. I will have those four dudes do a uh, scout and recon mission together, not in America, and see how well they do. They're, they're all going <laughs> to tell me something different, and I won't understand any of it. Exactly. So, so, so I want to be very, <laughs> very clear happen? on my point. I don't do the language thing because I had, uh, you know, DM Blood was still trying to make his point. Uh, I don't do the language thing in order to to make the characters. I don't do it to screw the characters over. I do it to have it understand you're on a world. The world is populated by different beings. There are separations with these beings because I don't believe that dwarves and elves live in the same place. And of course, they're going to have, even if it's the same language, it's still going to be different-ish. Um, you know, worst case scenario dialects. But I, but I really do, as dwarves speak dwarven, unless they want to, uh, you know, sell their goods to humans, then they'll also speak, you know, common. I I say common is your human language from the area where you're from. But once mm -hmm. you get past, you know, your country, your culture, your, your whatever, then that even that language changes. Do yeah. all elves speak elven for the simplicity of my game? Yes. I don't have Northern elven and Southern elven. And Nile, you know, but, <laughs> but does, does that make sense? It's a, I'm trying to Perfect make sense. you understand that this mm -hmm. is a world and you are different creatures on this world. And uh, I did see that the 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 the, the can't. What do you what do you say? Uh, the can in the fire, the gaslighting. Uh, we'll come back to that later, though. I, I want to let Tim Bloodworth finish what he was okay. saying. Sorry about that. No, I actually you didn't cut me off, but yeah, I, I mean I agree. Uh, you're what you're talking about really is having different dialects, and you can have different dialects, and dialects are not one hundred percent, you know, mix and match. You know, so. You're going to have, you know, certain things like you're you're down south now. Uh, falling off a roof has a di very different, uh, you know, non-literal meaning okay, in the wait, south. What, what does it mean? Because I don't know that one. <laughs> uh, only women have it once a month. <laughs> oh, great! So I thought that was Aunt Flo. No, well, that, that's in the north. We're talking that's south. In the north, right? Yeah. Like I, I, so, I, I visited Kentucky, and 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 they said. Uh, Take a walk up the holler. The, up the what? I'm the supposed holler. to yell, yell really loud and follow it? <laughs> That's what I thought. But no, a, a, a holler is a kind of road that kind of meanders and dead ends or some shit. It's something like that. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> I just followed the guy in front of me. That's well, all I did. Yeah. I, I, so you're, you're going to have regional expressions yeah. that, you Idiom, know, that yeah, only people from those areas are going to really understand what they mean. Um, bless your heart is another one that's, uh, I think that comes from Texas, right? Um, well, they do that know, here too. They do that here not, in Alabama. It's, it's not a, yeah, it's not a compliment no. <laughs> you know, when, no. when someone says bless your heart. Well, you know? it's just like, so where I'm from in Minnesota, our equivalent to that is, boy, oh, that's so interesting. If, you, if, if somebody says uh, that's interesting or you're interesting, you've just been insulted. Yeah. Oh, that's such an interesting idea you have there. Um, that, that's like saying you're an idiot, because, but we can't say that because in Minnesotans, we have to be nice, uh, passive aggressive about everything. What I was going to say here, though, is that uh, people uh, nowadays in modern times think of at least in the United States, think of Britain as like, oh, they, they all speak proper Queen's English over there. And except for, you know, like weird stuff like Cockney dialects when, okay, if you were to rewind time, 500 years, eight different languages. <laughs> sure. Well, even now, one of the things I can't stand is a lot of the, the commoner English has turned into, is stopping uh, saying the letter TH. 
hey, assholes, you damn near invented the letter TH. Why are you stop? Like, I think I'm going to go outside. No, you're not thinking any. Think is an animal. But uh, I, I was told, no, no, no. People, people uh, say that uh, nowadays, and they're taught yeah. to say that because they don't want to ask you a question. Yeah, they yeah, want to sound aristocratic. Yeah. Why would you not want to sound aristocratic? I would rather sound like a pompous, I don't know, governor, than uh, I think I'm going outside, you know. I don't know. I believe not... we don't discuss business. <laughs> All right. So, so back on the topic of gaming stuff, we lost five years. Uh, back on the topic of gaming <laughs> stuff for, for a second here. So we're talking about attributes. So again, strength easy. You just say I'm lifting that, you roll whatever if you need to. Intelligence, do, do you guys... And I will start off by saying, yes, I used to used to do this to people. It's one of the dumbest things ever. Say, okay, how are you? you know, I want to make an intelligence check to see if I can figure this out. Okay, how are you figuring it out? Or what are you doing? Like expecting that player to have scientific knowledge of how everything or the arcane magic. Because I used to be really deep in the occult. I could talk uh, back in the day in the 90s, especially. I could talk magic all day and all night. It's one of the reasons why I actually like Mage the Ascension because the Celestial Chorus spoke to me because it was what I was studying and researching effectively. Um, but to somebody who doesn't know that stuff, how far do you go? Like, hey, I, I want to, uh, I want to, like, basically make. Uh, I want to do Star Trek. Uh, yeah, I want to make the gun that Kirk used to kill the Gorn. That was nasty. Um, I want, I, I want to uh, make the gun that Kirk used to kill the Gorn. Well, how do I know if your char character's smart enough? I could easily just have you roll. Okay, yep, you can do that. Maybe as the game master, I don't know about the the saltpeter, diamond, coal, whatever. So, do you look at your player and say, "Well, how are you doing it?" Or do you just say it's done? Or do you let them BS you even to the point of saying, you know what? Sounds plausible enough. Insert techno babble here. Okay. Now, the, the way I used to do it, which I now think is wrong, is that I would ask them to tell me what they're doing. And if, if they were good at it, I would give them a bonus. If they were bad at it, I would give them a minus. But now I know that that's not anything to do with their character that's to do with the player mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. now i don't give bonuses or minuses i just ask them to explain i ask them to explain you know what just tell me something role play something mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether it's good bad indifferent i don't care just role play something and then make the role but your idea your idea is actually better the idea you gave today make the role first and whether you succeed or fail, role play you failing or role play you succeeding. Try that. I especially like that with uh, with charisma checks. And to yeah. be fair, while I had rattled it around my brain for some time, I was so ingrained with the whole do the do the role playing first, then roll charisma. It wasn't until I saw a Professor Dungeon Master video a couple years ago uh, where he said that that I said, okay, it's now solidified in my games. This is how I'm going to do it. I wasn't the only one with that idea, <laughs> you know. So, uh, so, so to be. What, what was, what was he doing? Uh, what what he does instead of saying because you don't roll any other attribute after the person, you know, you you don't say. Uh, role play it, and then yeah, and then uh, depending on how how well you role play or how badly you you role play the event, I will give you a bonus or minus to, right. to for, your actual role. For everything That's else, wrong. you just roll and then interpret the result. Exactly. You roll and then you role play the result. If you rolled and rolled badly, then role, role play you doing badly. If you roll and rolled well, 
try and role play you doing well. Okay, because I thought the way that like you would roll it and see a single digit there and go, yep. oh shit, pull it out of your ass, Bruce, and suddenly turn into Zig Ziglar and have the Goblin King and I laughing arm in arm, and I get him flat-footed to where my rogue can help backstab him. Well, it all depends. Hey, you know what? If your roll succeeds, hmm? role play the success. If your hmm. roll fails, role play the failure. That's the better way to go. Don't give people bonus and minuses because that has nothing to do with their character. That's only to do with the player, and that that is that is giving a a bonus or a minus to a good or bad player, which is not fair to all the other players at the table. So so imagine you had a player at a table that is a voice actor. Uh, understands psychology very well and is just somebody who can sell ice to an Eskimo. Not supposed to say that word anymore. I'm still saying it. It's still I Eskimo. love Eskimo. It's still Eskimo pies. Give um, me some tundra woogie, baby. There you go. What? So um, I'm mad. So you've got this person there who's just totally qualified for this and just gives this oration uh, one minute. Cause you know, we don't want to waste too much time in the game. One minute oration of why something should happen. And everybody at the table outside on the phone, on the stream up in heaven has said that person's got it. Best thing ever. And then he rolls a two. <laughs> like how do you how justify do you explain the failure? Yeah. So can I, Oh, all right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, the easy way is just to say, oh, they don't buy it, or they're so stubborn and stuck in their ways, whatever. Preference now being roll the dice and then say, hey, man, you roll the two. Don't give me your best speech. Like, well, you know what? You're just stupid if you don't listen to what I say. You know, yeah. Don't give me your A game. I, I want a D game now. <laughs> just just say the, the, the goblins had some mail in votes, which they say no. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Wow, that off topic, off topic. No, yeah. but it's still off topic. <laughs> I, I think in that situation, what the player is doing is the player is saying what his character intends to do, mm -hmm. intends to say. All right, the role determines whether or not he or she actually did it. Oh, you know that's awesome. Saying? That's awesome. In your brain, you heard you give this speech, but what everybody <laughs> heard was, you freaking suck, man. Yeah. You know, you're a dipshit. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes our, 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 our mouths do not follow what our brains that's meant true. to say. And so you can say, you know, the other thing is, is that, you know, and, and maybe I'm giving a lot of credit, uh, to, to a majority of us, but, um, I think that your your average your average tabletop role player is is actually average intelligence or slightly higher. You know what I'm saying? So Aww. it's not that extreme for unless you play five e. Yeah, yeah. It's not that extreme for us to you know to be having those brilliant moments where we can mirror a 14 intelligence or higher. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's it's not like we have to, you know, parse the 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 meta and the in-game so much that we're saying, well, you know what, you as a player would never be able to think that through. Uh, yeah. or that your character when it's harder to play a character that's much lower intelligence than yourself. All right. Um, because it just becomes cartoonish, 
you know, you know, I'll always do the stupid thing. You know, um, I'll always say the wrong thing or, or very low wisdom. Let, let me interrupt on you on that, that for a second, because when I was in sales and I'm, I'm horrible at sales, by the way, great trainer. Mm -hmm. I can't sell anything to anybody because I look at you like you're an idiot when you question me. Apparently you're not supposed to do that when you're in sales. But, um, one of the things they taught us was you want, I'll say it this way. You want dumb people to work for you. And the reason is, is because dumb people listen. They follow the method that's given to them and the methods work. And I'm going to tell you right now, most of the successful lower level people in the business that I was in were, were low on the intelligence scale. Dim. But we're, we're definitely dim. But that's because they didn't fight the system. So it's interesting how somebody with less intelligence can actually be more successful than the more intelligent person. And I wanted to say that to kind of piggyback on what you were saying there is it's not always a negative. You can look at the, the, the dim person or the less intelligent person is like, you know what? I can't figure this out on my own, but if you give me the manual, I'll just follow it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, it, it, especially if you ever worked at a, at a, at a, uh, a retail call center, they have a script. Mm -hmm. You follow the script, you make more money. People who are smart, like, I can do better than the script. No, man, you can't. The company paid an advertising firm. Oh, and analytics and all that other stuff. Absolutely. script yeah. has proven well, to work. Follow well, well, the script and also, shut the hell up. The, uh, a script wasn't something that people just, you know, like whipped out of their butt. It's something no. that they've had tested. And um, yep. yeah, it's our test groups were over and over. Follow the script. Smart people think they can go off off script and make more money. You can't. Nope. Don't do it. <laughs> that's can. why that's why heathen dog. That's why I harp so much on the whole best practices things, because I look back at my life. <laughs> I say, and I'm like, I know every time I tried to kick the system, whether it's YouTube or before that when I was in sales and so forth, I'm like, nah, I'm better than this. I'm smarter than that. I'm these things. It's always been wrong. Yep. Like that. So, so DM Bloodworth, sorry. I, I, I really wanted to get that out there because I wanted to make yep. that point that that there isn't that it is, it's hard to play. You know, it can be hard to play a more intelligent person. Definitely harder to play. You know, at first it's like, no, it's not because I do it all the time, but you're right. They do turn comical, but you, sorry, I did crafty. I've actually, I'm looking them up right here. So crafty says that he's got a Conan book, a 2d 20 modifius. Is it the player's handbook? Is it like the main core book uh, for it uh, that uh, we're going to use for a giveaway? He's going to add it to our pile of giveaway stuff. So we'll have that as well to give away uh, along with the two palladium books. So you guys are off script right now. We're always, th th there is no script. It's segment three. Yeah, segment three, there's no script. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, the, the script for segment three is people come in and we have a, a conversation. You're welcome to come in as well. Come on in. Um, so it's core book. So yeah, it's a core, core book to add to our pile. So we'll add that to our list of things for giveaways in the future here. So, um, but yeah, this this that's why this isn't great for YouTube. This is great for Twitch or it's great for streaming because we just kind of sidetrack each other. But yeah. that's what I love about this. But uh, today I'm going to have to take off right about now. Okay. Oh. All right. So I want to say thank you to uh, everyone who came by, which was a lot of people. That's great. Thank you for coming back to Especially our- Especially since uh, we've been gone for so long. We've been gone for so long. We've had a lot of people. So that's great. And uh, thank you, DM Bloodworth, Bruce, and Mar Hawkman for coming for- uh, coming by and talking with us hey, heathen dog. chatting with us and heathen thank dog. you matt for uh 
giving us all kinds of shit. I feel like I should go to your house and shake your hand or give you a hug or a back rub or something because you've been giving us so much stuff. I mean, do you like, is it weird that I want to rub your feet? You know what? Don't answer that. It's fine. But, all right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye. So thanks to everyone. All right. And you all have, have a good, good one. Day. Take care. Thank you. Next time Heathen Dog, or next time Max has to move, we're going to have somebody go over to Heathen Dog's house and force him to stream on a fucking Sunday and keep regular with this shit. Because I don't like you guys he, being gone. No offense. Well, I got he, other streamers he absolutely I wanted to stream. And in fact, I yelled at him one time and he got me on Discord and yelled right back at me because I didn't know what was going on in his life. I don't know if you saw the beginning of this uh, of this stream. If not, when it goes live. This entire stream, I'm not segmenting this stream. This is just going to go live to say we're back um, on YouTube. But uh, at the beginning of it, we talk about his... Uh, his issues that he had, his medical issues. So he was like, hey, man, this is worse than you think. I was like, oh, okay. Because, yes, he was supposed to uh, to take the slack up while I was gone. Unfortunately, while uh, I got hit in the ding-ding with the move costs and, and delays and so forth, he got hit in the ding-ding with medical stuff. So, yeah, Well, I, I'm, I'm, I, I guess maybe you guys need to get the sheriffs and have sheriffs do a stream. I, I mean, well, I'm, I'm just saying. saying. I mean, sheriffs has done a few streams, so, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, well, if, if you don't mind going back to the language thing for a second, one of the things okay. I found most interesting when reading up about various like fictional game worlds that have been created, not necessarily for tabletop RPGs, but for things where they go very deep and detailed into certain aspects of the characters, even if they don't do like full backstories. Like, well, like, like what's, it, what's an example? Well, the specific example I was thinking of was Tekken. In Tekken, oh. the, all of the characters have voice acting. The people who are the like designers of the game thought out what specific dialect each of the characters would speak. Like for the example, the character of Asuka Kazama always speaks Japanese with a Kansai dialect. Okay. And it's it just, just like one of those things is like, there's just like specific like nuances that, you know, it's like, Depending uh, on depending on your game, I can see some people enjoying that. I mean, it's Tekken. It's I just I'm just there to kick people with a Bruce Lee knockoff. Um, and, and, well, I mean, re realistically, in Tekken, all, all this does is, uh, like, make the uh, a character. It's you know, cutscenes and the little bits of voice clip you get. Sure, I was a big fight. Street Fighter Two fan. Played a played the hell out of that game. Was actually very good at it at, at one point. Not so much anymore when I tried it, but. Uh, uh, that stuff adds to the flair of the characters and so on and so forth. Uh, so, I mean, I don't have any issues with that, but ultimately I'm there just to kick you in the teeth. It, well, in, in the case of Tekken, it's um, it's part of the character design. It's part of what makes them recognizable because yeah. of the fact that if it's a different voice actress who has a nearly the same voice, it still sounds like Asuka Kazama if she's using the same style of speech and not something... Uh, drastically different. I I, I understand. What I mean, I don't have a counterpoint to that, so I got what you're saying. So, Von Zerk? It, it was just an example of how it's been used in a way that I personally thought to be interesting. Uh, a, 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 an example that might actually be of some interest as a gameplay mechanics standpoint is um, the whole like thing early about different dialects of Elvish and Dwarvish and whatnot. Like, uh, real-world example. Uh, when I was in the Army, had this 
had several uh, of friends who uh, were Spanish speakers, and sometimes they would just, you know, get into sp uh, conversations with each other in Spanish mm -hmm. because they speak Spanish. Okay. Well, not all of them spoke the same dialect of Spanish. Yeah, I, you know, the, the guy I worked with hated uh, Spanish Spanish. He liked Mexican Spanish because he said that's, and this is his words, he said that, oh, yeah, real Spanish sounds gay. Well, see, um, this particular example actually involves Mexican Spanish, see, because several of the guys were from Puerto Rico. They spoke Puerto Rican Spanish. Uh, we had this one girl who was from, uh, in air quotes, Southern California. And by Southern, I mean Baja, California. Okay. Which that's part of Mexico. She was born speaking Spanish and the Baja, California dialect of Mexican Spanish which in some ways is the same as, you know, Puerto Rican Spanish. So how do we, how do we tie this into our gaming discussion? There was one incident where the two of them got, got, were in having this like long drawn out animated conversation when all of a sudden it was like the linguistic, I actually saw this happen by the way. Okay. It was like the linguistic equivalent of a train wreck. One of them said something, I don't know exactly what, uh, that, had a drastically different meaning in Mexican Spanish than Puerto Rican Spanish. And they had to switch to English to figure out what they were talking about. <laughs> that happens a lot. That happens and, more than what you want to think. I'm and, sick and tired of Bruce taking over my channel, my chat channel here. And, Bruce. And, <laughs> it, it, it's the thing I, I could see uh, as being in a tabletop RPG is like you are, you uh, as an, are, are having a conversation with an NPC who has a different dialect of Spanish and you or uh, Elvish. Yeah. Or I, ju I just think for a game part, I mean, if you guys disagree with me, that's fine. I think that goes too far. I will do that if somebody's from a far off region, but apparently speaks the same language or something like that. Or I need to present something as like, you know, we'll just say high German, low German, whatever, you know, just something, if there's a reason for it else, I'm not trying to say, Oh, you can't talk to anybody. I mean, oh, if you decide oh. to take a ship and and float around, you know, from from one continent to another, yeah, you're going to go there and you're not going to be speaking the language. You're going to have to learn it. What I what I was suggesting was the idea of having it as like, oh, you tried to talk to the guy, but he misunderstood what you said. Yeah, that's what you do anyway. I and, mean, well, and, I mean, use like a linguistic uh, difference as the reason why he misunderstood you because, like, perhaps you were trying to speak Elvish. But, the, but that's that's already incorporated you, into the game with the reaction adjustment. That's yeah. just an excuse for the reaction adjustment. Yeah, to say, yeah, yeah, exactly. Though, but you know, <laughs> so. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, but uh, but everybody is, for whatever reason wants to talk to Bruce. Bruce, go get your own stream. Oh wait, you have one. Uh, but, uh, I'm going to have to be taken off here. I didn't realize that I was getting popular. I'm yeah. sorry about that. What, so what what mini is that that you're painting? First of all, I don't know. This is one of my Bones three minis I got in my box when I did the Kickstarter some years back. Uh, it's an extremely ab uh, elaborate Warhammer. It looks like a Warhammer, but it's actually Reaper miniatures. No, no, no. Here. I, I, I meant that the weapon he's holding. Oh yeah, that's that's a mall, not just a warhammer. That's a mall. It's a, a size bigger, and it, it goes by the name bigger. Darth. <laughs> uh, the next, uh, so the next one, see, uh, Von Zarek says, "I like the handle thing you're using, Bruce. I'm currently painting a battle mech with a stick glued onto its foot." <laughs> These things are about ten or fifteen dollars at your hobby store. They're going to be expensive because of that word right there. But you can actually do something similar to it by getting the old film containers. Remember those? 
Remember when we used to use film? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Use one of those and you should have better luck. And then the last one I'm going to read is the greatest mystery right now is this. How can I see Mr. Lombardo's painting hands all the time, both occupied, and still he's typing in the chat? <laughs> so I'll hey, put my stuff down and I'll use my phone real quick and then I'll get back in here. My phone's on silent, so I can't hear. I don't have the overlap. I have my laptop to my left and uh, I'm painting to my front. If you're... That's not enough stuff. You need to get more things to paint. I, I know, right? <laughs> One of these days, I'll have to show you the the the, the lair, but <laughs> the lair is going to be replaced. I need I need a house. You, you, I, you I, know, I have the same problem you have, Max, but not the money. If, I don't if, have if, your money. If you want a quick, easy, uh, I don't uh, have my money. Uh, source of things to paint. Just uh, buy a, a a Risk board game and then just like uh, custom paint all of the minis. I did one better. I got all the. Descent supplements, all the Descent board game stuff. Oh, yes. Dude, Descent has some really good detailed figures. They're not too pricey. The board game's fun. You win-win. One of the coolest things I saw on Board Game Geek is someone posting pictures of the results of them taking uh, the uh, armies from Risk Legacy and doing like a a proper like MechWarrior style uh, armor paint job on them. Because this is someone who actually had all that stuff because they actually did that stuff as a hobby. And and just did that with the, 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 that particular set of figures. No, I, I just posted on the screen. That's a battle mech, Zark. This is what you use for battle mechs. Old second edition Battletech 1980, whatever the hell it was. And they're still in good condition, kind of. A little, little creased up there. But um, so, one, I, so my unboxing table isn't done because I haven't got one of my camera arms yet. But uh, the minis I use, and yes, I still call them minis. I'm not going to call them standees because I don't care about dumb terminology like that. But, uh, oh, crap. I just let them spill all over the place because I had it upside down. But I use these Arknight ones. And I have a whole ton to uh, to unbox because that I got while I was in the middle of my move. Hmm. And uh, I cannot wait to do the unboxing videos on that. I, I've been, you know, look, I'll play with pennies. My, my maps are just representations of generally what's going on. If anybody comes to me like, is that now within, okay, first of all, and DM Bloodworth, actually, because you, you're an old school gamer like me, and, and Bruce, I know you run a lot of games, although you, you do the Pathfinder stuff, so this is probably less relevant for you. Um, but in like these older school games, one of the things that drives me batshit crazy is when somebody sits there like, okay, I want to cast Fireball, so it ends right here, but I'm like one, you know, one step away from where it ends. Who the <laughs> fuck knows that? You don't know uh, that? No, it's a 30-foot oh. radius, so I want to be 29 feet away. Screw that. You're making a saving throw. That no. Your saving throw will either be half or none instead of full or half because you don't know. You are not a sextant. You cannot just sit there. Yeah, I did ast- uh, uh, astronomical stuff. but still. This, this is where a high roll for 3.0, 3.5 or Pathfinder, I need you to make a spellcraft check. The difficulty is three times the spell level, so that's 9 plus 15 plus the fact that it's a very chaotic situation, plus another 10, plus 15. That 15 so, so no. You need so to just roll say, so no. Plus. Uh, yeah, see, I mean, Earthdawn actually has, if you have one of the, the supplement books, has a spell called Triangulate. So if you cast that spell first, so you have to take the time. For, I think it's two rounds because I think it has a thread. So two rounds to cast that spell first, then you can get something like that off. But I absolutely hate that. Like, I want to stand right at the edge of the effect. There, well, there's, you- a, there's a meme, right? Isn't there a meme? 
I said Casfera Fireball, not what the what the area of the room was. You know, it's like yeah. a you know, it, it's sure you can you can do it. That that's that's why I have I have really bought into, you know, what do you want to do, and let them do it. And if it's you know if it's total chaos, it's total chaos. You know, if it's if there's uh, if there's something that goes beyond what I was expecting, that's great too. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just let him let him try it. Let him you know just go. I want to point. I, I want to poke the frost giant in the eye with my short sword. Okay, you can try. You'll probably get him in the knee and not his eye, but. You you can certainly attempt it if you are delusional enough to think <laughs> that it's possible. Then go right ahead, you know, and just just stand out of the way and let them do whatever they say they want to do. So, so Heathen Dog makes it makes a comment a lot to me. He says yes, but players will always blame the game master, and that's one of the reasons why he doesn't like sandbox games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm way more on the sandboxy side than him, is because. He, you know, he's like game masters will always be blamed if something like that goes wrong because the player has it in his head that this is what's going to happen, and the game master's like that isn't exactly what happened either because of dice rolls. Now, yeah. dice rolls you can get around a little bit, and be like, man, you just didn't make the roll. But other things like like this is the other extreme of this. There's a Dungeon or Dragon magazine article from the '80s, maybe early '90s, that pretty much said, "Do you realize that your fireball is at thirty thousand degrees? So even though it only has a range of here, because of all the things that it can melt and hurt and affect, <laughs> really, you just burnt down the city. You melted the statue that was inside of it. You didn't just kill the creatures. Now that goes too far the other side, the scientific side. But right. the point that I feel it was trying to make is like, stop the. You know, no, your character is not going to stand like the fireball ends right here. So right here is thirty thousand degrees, but right here." It's zero. That's magic. No, 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 no. That sounds like COVID rules. If I sit yeah. down and drink my beer in this restaurant, COVID won't attack me. But if I get up to go to the bathroom without my mask on, I get knifed in the back by the COVID bandit. Ah! Yeah, I work for the federal government, so I got ma- I got told I have to mask back up. That uh, that that, oh, that only applies, you know, scientifically speaking. Though, um, or I should say, that does not apply to being in the eye of a hurricane. Okay, uh, th- this discussion of range finding stuff reminds me of the way Cyberpunk handles it, which, okay, admittedly, between <laughs> the, the tabletop version and the, the computer game version is somewhat different, but the, the computer <laughs> game version actually has a uh, cybernetic implant you can have your character get for range finding. <laughs> no, that, that's again, but you're using a tool to make that happen. Also, sci fi games are different than fantasy games. If I have a. Uh, or, or pseudo sci-fi, however you want to call it. If, if I have a range finder, I get it. If I have binoculars or a scope or whatever, I mean, hell, I know methods of sighting in my weapons for my front yard. Like, what? like we're taught that from the military, you know that. My, my point being is like, the can a wizard who, let, let's let's look at this in a, in a reasonable sense, and I'm being ultra realistic here. I'm not doing, it's just a freaking game, get over it. I have bat guano, and sulfur. So I've got bat shit all over my hands and some sulfur that I just wrapped around in my hand, right? I decided to chuck it because that's what you do as you're casting the spell. You cast the spell, you throw it. It goes out there. I need it to go exactly 94 feet and six inches in order for the fireball to stop here and I don't get burned. 
Well, I don't even know a baseball player who can throw a baseball 100% of the time exactly. Now, can a baseball player throw a ball 90 feet? Sure. If he's throwing it from, from home plate to first base, yes, because he's got that reference point. It's like, ah, first base is right there. I can throw that. And somebody who, who's got practice with that can do that. But if you're in the outfield and you're just throwing from pitch, from I'm sorry, from left field to right field, and you're saying, I want to throw this ball exactly 102 feet, how many times do you think even a professional baseball player is going to get that right? The, uh, realistically, professional uh, uh, baseball players have uh, enough difficulty um, getting it to the angle right, you know, let, let alone uh, actually estimating the precise range. Sure. And I'm not a scientist on this, but my point being is that you're not going to do, to me, you're not going to do that. Now, if you say I'm throwing a fireball down there at 120 feet and you're well clear of it, I'm not going to make you make any rolls or do anything silly like that. But if, but it's those weird times or, or, you know, I want to throw a fireball. Of course, you know, we all know the whole, I want to throw a fireball in a 10 by 10 room. You realize that this is a 30 by 30 spell, right? Like, um, well, no, no, no. Don't, don't make them do that. Right. But, but you get what I'm saying. I don't want to beat this, uh, you know, beat this dead horse here, but you, but you get, you get what I'm saying. And, and that, you know, going back, you know, to try to keep this on all the gaming topics and so forth, you know, that might be one of those times where you use the intelligence thing that the intelligence play intelligent player is going to have all the science mapped out. He's got formulas. He's got them written out, so on and so forth. It's like what I said about Garthon with his uh, lasers and, and, you know, chemical lasers versus whatever else lasers and blah, 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 blah. And how it's diffused by this gas or that color, all this other, dude, it's a, it's a game I'm shooting. The game says it goes this far. It does these things. You know, and somebody posted in the chat here, OSE. Uh, my problem with OSE is I don't like the way it's written. Okay. That's a personal preference. I, I actually love the layout of the game. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, not but perfect. I do not purchase games that write they in the singular. I will not do it. Nope. So that book does it. I, I wish them all the best, but I will not write buy a book. Now, if I get it for free somehow, I, I'll enjoy it. Also, I have enough old school first edition, basic edition, uh, uh, Hyperborea, Spellens, Wizardry, whatever the hell it's called, Osric, which we're going to be going through. I don't need yet another old school game. So I don't hate the creators. I don't hate, I, I don't think it's written horribly, except for that I will never, ever spend money on something as they in the singular. If I catch it beforehand, I got flamboozled by a couple books, but. Um, now, the, the personal preference. The uh, the thing you're talking about with the fireball being so hot, they also talk about that quite at length for about two or three paragraphs in Skip Cook's masterpiece, Dwar The Acts of Dwarvish Lords, published in 1999. No, 97. My bad. And if you guys get a chance to stumble across that, snatch it up. It is the best dwarven fortress you will ever explore at your own peril. <laughs> So that what uh, Great Cthulhu wrote for D&D Canon, that's different than what I have in my second edition book. I could pull it out if you really need to. But again, also, yeah, let's actually use that. It depends on what edition you play. It depends on exactly what, you know, maybe one setting's different than another setting. That sounds like a Mistress Web. That sounds like either Forgotten Realms. Sounds like a Forgotten Realms thing there. So, uh, or maybe that's fifth edition. If that's fifth edition now, well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't do anything fifth edition. I literally have two fifth edition books. And now that they're right behind Other me. Yeah, well, I bought them for a game that I was in that was second edition that can, got converted to fifth edition because a couple of the newer players whined that that goes hard. Um, fucking get good, scrub. Okay. I have a I have a video on Thacko, but uh, I defaced mine. 
<laughs> it does not say Dungeons and Dragons. It says fifth edition. What's the RPG? Oh. Yeah. You know. All right, guys. All right. I appreciate you letting me come in. I got to get going. Thank Bruce, you. you have a good one. I think we're about to wrap up anyway. I, you know, yeah, I'm not I actually else. have to go too. I just got the phone call. All right. <laughs> Thank you very have, much. Have you a all good have one, a everybody. Take care. All right. So for uh, for Mar Hockman, I'm probably gonna let you go unless you have any last final comments, uh, mm -hmm. short comments here. Uh, at least I'm gonna let you go because I want to show for those guys who are also on the stream. Well, uh, one of the things I, I, I was kind of had thinking of with the whole like uh, language variance is that it's probably more fun to have them as a uh, flavor text than an actual like impediment to player progress. It depends on where the players are. I yeah. don't. I if if players absolutely insist, I will never take a language skill, or have a language spell. Well, then I'll use it against them intentionally just to prove a point. Yeah, I'm a dick like that. Uh, the other time that I will do it is if you are traveling over large swaths of land, or 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 you're in an ancient catacomb. Sorry, but even as much as I rail on how English should be done properly right now, right? The English of 500 years ago is much different than the English now. There's a whole history on how the English language changed, how vowels changed, and so on and so forth between Old English, Middle English, and modern, well, even before modern English. But, but So, yeah, I mean, if you're going through a catacomb that's a thousand years old, that's going to be different. That's why you need comprehend language or tongues and so forth. You know, maybe there's, I mean, there are tribes in the Amazon who have been spoken the same language or theoretically have spoken the same language for a thousand years that people are just discovering and things like that. You know, maybe I'm, I'm overemphasizing that, but my, my point being is that there's always a need for some of the language skills. I mean, if you look at South America right now, a couple of the countries speak English, most of them speak Spanish, some of them speak Portuguese. Now, Portuguese and Spanish are pretty similar. As, as a fun fact, uh, Mexico has a uh, rule about um, official languages. Namely, uh, any language that is natively spoken by a significant percentage of the population of any region of Mexico can be used for official uh, documentation and paperwork. Okay. Do you know how many languages that actually includes? Nope. Every single one of the Native American dialects. That Really? Yeah. You see, that that's, that's too... Why is well, it not showing up in my... Okay. Well, 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 see, the thing here, though, is that... Um, notice how I said Native American dialects. Okay. Nahuatl is a language family spoke by the uh, Maya, Toltec, Aztec, Inca. And um, the various versions of Nahuatl are more like the differences between American English and British English than being actually... But you can use it as official... And Well, well see, okay. that's part of why is because of the fact that one... It, it, it might take a little effort to figure out what someone was saying, but someone who speaks one version of it uh, can actually figure it out. They don't need like a hundred different language translators to actually process the paperwork. I gotcha. I, I, I'm not, I, there's a balance between realism and, and I mean, I, I, I hate using the word realism, but that's what it is. I like to be realistic, but I like it to be realistic in a fantasy way. And also that's fun for the game. Mm -hmm. I need to keep you that you just can't walk everywhere you want, say whatever you want, however you want. At the same time, if you're staying in your local area, yes. And do you think that if dwarves are coming 
to your to your land in order to trade weapons and so forth that they're not going to learn common or vice versa that the humans which is actually probably more to the case the humans learning because remember humans by their stereotypical trope by their by their biogenetic trope uh, are the diverse ones so it's the higher probability that a human is going to learn the dwarven language because they want to be successful in trade you know what I mean? Sure. Most dwarves don't speak common and most humans don't, you know, the average farmer who doesn't go more than five miles from his land his entire life isn't probably going to learn dwarven, but an adventurer or somebody who comes from a different type of you know society might learn one of those languages. I, I, I could see somebody who was raised in a college academy. I learned Russian in high school. Why? There's no reason for me to learn Russian in high school. My high school taught, and, and Von Zark knows this if he's still watching, our high school taught German, uh, uh, French and Spanish. I took French for four years because those are the only three languages. My junior year of high school, they offered Russian. I took Russian because I've always been interested in Russian culture, but it was something that nobody else did. So I could picture somebody at a, at a magical college learning Elvish or learning ancient old timey, wimey, whatever, because it's something nobody else knows, just say, one day this is going to be useful. And to be fair, I spoke more Russian in Germany than any other language. So, well, in English, of course. But uh, you, 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 get my, you get my point. Well, so, uh, also, um, what is the number one trope in fantasy about why uh, scholars are useful? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can hire one in first edition. That always, you know. No, is that uh, scholars are the nerdy bookworms who actually know how to read stuff. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, Go on. Like, you know, it's like uh, scholars are the guys who like, oh, uh, you, you're doing Elvish. Well, uh, here, this is this is this is what, what it says. Like, oh, we, we found this mystical inscription. We don't know how to read. You take it back to the uh, scholar in the village, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And And honestly... I prefer that to some degree. I mean, you're not going to know every language, but can you at least, and I'm not saying that humans should learn green skin languages. In fact, I like to play up those, those uh, differences right there, but there's no reason in a game where they, they generally coexist to not at least know Elven or Dwarvish in, in a, in a, I'm talking in a common type game. Um, like, like, like for example, it's like uh, you have merchants. Merchants are the kind of people who, have a reason to talk to people outside Absolutely. the village. So a, a merchant is likely to at least know one language from a different uh, lo a location, if not more. Yes, or hire somebody or who's kid. A lot of times, uh, like with the Arabs, it was the children. When they did a lot of their merchant caravans, it was uh, the children who learned the languages. Because the, the, the parent built up the business, the kid learned how to do the business, but in the meantime, learned how to talk. Mm-hmm. All right, I am going to let you go as I'm putting All out right. these subscriptions here. Thank you for popping on. Always appreciate it. And uh, when do you guys uh, stream your video game again? Uh, I think our, we're currently planning to stream uh, City of Villains on Thursday. Oh, you're moving back to City of Villains already? Well, see, the, the reason what, what was because of the fact that uh, they wanted to finish doing the stuff in Monster Hunter World and the only thing left that Heathen Dog has is his like like major like uh, important quest was killing something that will one shot you if you don't dodge everything it does, which is 
kind of frustrating and we've tried it twice on stream and failed yeah i watched your frustration last time i I was still unpacking and trying to set things up so i didn't do much chatting but yeah i did see that there was a lot of frustration in that last like, one like, like, like one time i was like uh dodge rolling towards it so i could get close enough to uh uh slash it with my sword and it like tail swipes me uh at just the right time to hit me between dodge rolls and uh one shot at me like what the? <laughs> All right, so they're they're moving on to Heroes Unlimited, and and uh, Cher says on Thursdays and Saturdays. So hopefully, if you follow our Discord and our Twitter, you will find that out then. Again, thank you very much, Mar Hockman. I am now kicking you out. Bye bye. All right, see you later. And it's just me in all my big glory with a video camera that, for whatever reason, look at that, look at that crazy line stuff. I have to figure out what's causing that. Um, this is the first time I actually used it, so I'm using it live. Testing it in a live fire environment here. But uh, I want to thank everybody for being here. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Uh, please check out those two I put in Bruce's and uh, Unscripted Unchanged, DM Bloodworth uh, channels. I think you can get some good information from them. If you're a little bit more politically minded, you'll probably like Bruce's channel more. If you definitely want to get some insight on some games, uh, uh, DM Bloodworth goes through a whole ton of different games, pages through them, uh, informs you about them. A lot of the older school stuff. He's been picking that, uh, a lot of those up from uh, eBay and whatnot. So uh, go check him out. Short question, maybe before you log off. Sure, uh, I can take that probably. Do I still have the chroma filter software? I don't know. I, I It should be set up exactly as it was before I left. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. No, no, there's no green screen behind me anymore. So none of that, uh, it's not chroma keyed out at all. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. <laughs> it might, I think it's just, I think it's a setting in the camera. Uh, I don't think it's actually my computer. I think it's in the camera that I've got to redo, probably because it was unplugged for so long. Uh, in the meantime, while I'm waiting for that uh, that question to pop up, if anybody has any last second comments here. Oh, somebody said something about demonetized before, but I've already been demonetized on YouTube because uh, they need my new tax form. So that's why I can't get super chats right now. So if you want to donate to us, the best way to do it is either through our Streamlabs or uh, or here, because this actually gets most of the money to us and you, YouTube and them don't take big cuts. But uh, you know what? We do this for free. We understand we're doing the free. That's what I didn't talk about. Damn it, Heathen Dog, you, you skated out right before this. We're going to have some contests coming up. And these are embarrassing contests. Now, I can't do anything that's going to uh, lose my clearance more than I've already done to myself. Um, or, uh, uh, you know, cause, cause us actual emotional pain in terms of like could get us fired from our jobs and so forth. So I'm not going to light anybody's dog on fire or anything like that. Wouldn't do that anyway. But um, one of the things that happened before I left Germany is there's talk of wearing cheerleader outfits. Well, uh, if we get $500 in one stream, doesn't have to be from one person, but if we get $500 in one stream, Heathen Dog and I will uh, we'll wear... Uh, he doesn't know it. He's not even here. I mean, we talked about it, so, uh, so I, he might still uh, be aware. He might wish that everybody had forgotten. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll stream wearing cheerleader outfits, you know, things like that. Uh, it has to be a decent set of money because, you know, I, I can't I can't make it too simple for you all. But at the same time, if you pull your funds together, we were making before uh, before we put this on hiatus for a couple months, we were making, uh, you know, a little bit of money. Not enough to live off of, but a little bit of money. So 500 shouldn't be too crazy. Plus, it prevents us from having to do it all the time. Um, but... And if you come up with other ideas, go ahead and post that on our Discord and be sure to make Heathen Dog hate it. I don't care. Can't embarrass me like that. I just have to worry about things that would ruin my clearance or, you know, hurt my, you know, professional life. Um, there's very little that could do that. So anyway, uh, Fading Suns, how is it? I don't know this. I know of the game. I don't know it well enough to talk about it. 
So uh, I, I unfortunately don't know it. What was that thing like? Uh, oh, locals. Um, I'll get that screen up in just a second here. Let me get that ticker off. Let's see. So uh, I'm not using Subscribestar anymore. If anybody is still subscribed to us on Subscribestar, uh, I'm not using it anymore. Everything's locals. And the reason is Subscribestar can still block you for weird reasons. Locals will not. Look, if Ricada Law can be on locals, I can be on locals. So uh, let's put up the branding. Uh, first things first, because we didn't do it at the beginning. Uh, I want to thank all of our monetary backers, our Twitch subscribers, people who gave us cheers. Baldahar subscribed again today. Thank you very much. Our YouTube members and super chats that well, can't happen right now. Hopefully that uh, that's fixed soon. Our locals backers, you can go to locals. I think it's just uh, legionmyth.locals.com or you can find Legion of Myth on locals. You'll see the big uh, RPG Digest thing there. As soon as locals allows me to live stream, we're going to have some exclusive content there. And as soon as I can get Heathen Dog to, uh, you know, figure out what we want to do, we're going to start putting a bit of exclusive, not crazy, like, oh, my God, if I don't have a Locals account, it's not worth me hanging out with these guys. No, no, no. We're still going to do this stream here. We're not monetizing everything, but we are going to monetize a few things. This is a business. I do have to make money, according to the Secretary, Secretary of State of Alabama. Um, but... Uh, yeah, uh, Streamlab, PayPal donations. Uh, we got uh, some money today from Crafty. Thank you very much, Crafty. He did it through Streamlabs. And those, those, uh, yeah, those are the best ways, the Streamlabs and PayPal. We want to thank, hey, not everybody has money. It's COVID time. Some of you just want to watch stuff just to watch or to hear me rant or whatever. Uh, you know, so our Twitch followers, YouTube subscribers, our chatters and lurkers. Thank you, Von Zerk, for posting today. I called him out specifically because you know, I've been bugging him for a long time. There isn't anybody on Discord I've known longer than him, yet he never watches the damn videos because he had bad internet. So now he has good internet. He was here. Uh, thank you. And if you don't want to give money to us for whatever weird reason, Wounded Warrior Project you can go ahead and uh, donate to the Wounded Warrior Project in our name. That would be amazing. If you're watching on Twitch, it should be in a panel. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, maybe a link. Actually, I noticed the Streamlab bot didn't do anything. So, yeah, I think I think uh, um, the Streamlab bot is no longer connected to our YouTube account. That's why. But I can send out the link to the Wounded Warrior Project. And also, go follow. If you're watching on Twitch, you can hover over the screen and see some friends of the channel. I have not updated that in months. I don't know if we're still friends, but for now, pretend we are. And you can follow friends of the channel from there. So that's all the way you can uh, support us. Let's see what's all this. Remember, starting next week, the stream starts at 2 p.m., not 11 a.m. Central Time. So that'd be 3 p.m. on the East Coast. Um, so I'm glad you're back. Thank you very much. Uh, I've been missing my rants. Well, I've been avoiding watching. Uh, I've been avoiding watching the YouTube videos and so forth as well. Like I know OGGM's been been picking up on some of that stuff. He even he even got called out for listening to us for some reason by by uh, a weirdo. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I have a, such a hard time because I've I've heard the song and dance before. I don't want to hear it again. I just don't care. But I have to care because one, what you guys like to hear, and two. It just won't end. It just won't end. Orcs, it, it, calling Orc Savage, giving them guttural uh, tones, grunts and groans as a language, and uh, having them beat up stuff does not make me a racist, no matter what you might think. And if it does make me a racist to you, I couldn't give a fuck about your opinion anyway. You have, you're not a human. SJWs are not people. Just remember that. They're literally not people. That's why I don't have a problem dehumanizing them. They've already dehumanized themselves. So if you just remember that, you're good to go. Um, I'm, I'm going to update this. Apparently we got some stuff in. Is that my, is that my arm? What is, 
Okay, well, uh, all right. Um, I'm finishing up. I'll, I'll be with you in a second. If you can watch us on Odyssey, not on YouTube, that's even better. Yeah, I'm seeing that while streaming on YouTube. I don't care. Um, you can see the link down there. But uh, we like Odyssey. And you can buy our stuff on Redbubble. Actually, because the mask mandate kicked back in, I've sold a couple of masks now. <laughs> so uh, we've got stuff. Uh, SJW's toxic ideology, not a race. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, anything else? I don't know if there's anything else. I think that's it. So one last time, really do sincerely thank you all uh, for being here. I know we rant, didn't do so much today. Also, please, 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 if you haven't yet, click those links for Bruce Lombardo and for DM Bloodworth. They gave us their time for coming into our channel. Show them a little respect, show them a little love, and uh, subscribe to them. I, I think if you love just tabletop games, especially old school stuff, you will love uh, – uh, DM Bloodworth's channel. And if you want a little more political bent, a little more political commentary, then I think you would love uh, Bruce Lombardo's. I love them both. Click them both. And with that, I am going to do the outro music and I hope you all have a wonderful day.